Hey, everybody, listen up. Slow Toke Rodriguez says, sit down, grab a raw, twist a number, and get ready to listen to some Sidewalk Crew. You dig? What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Sidewalk Crew. Uh, look, guys, it's June. We're in the middle of June. And uh, round two of the Ultimate Comic Contest Fight starts this weekend. Uh, I'll be up on Friday. Um, we're going to be advertising it all week. If you've ever wanted to see me and you haven't come, uh, now would be a great time. Tickets are available online right now. Uh, we'll be sharing the Eventbrite link all week. And... Um, Definitely come check us out. Ironically, uh, my guest this weekend is on with us. Uh, Lucas Gumbrick, ladies and gentlemen, is who we've got on the podcast. Uh, Lucas uh, hosts a uh, books his own show uh, out in Graham, North Carolina, um, at Little Brother Brewing out there, and it's a fantastic showcase of wonderful comics. I mean, I've been on a few times. You know, um, we've had uh, Neil Hoover's been there, Seth Payne. I mean, you've got guys like J.D. Etheridge. Uh, Jenny Stencil's done it a couple times, you know, um, let's see, Ben Jones was on it not too long ago, I mean, it's just, and it's a great time, um, Lucas, uh, was one of the guys that I went out one of the first times I actually got booked on a, on a really, really long set, and, uh, Lucas was there, and it was, I mean, just, dude, I, I love hanging out with Lucas, Lucas was one of the guys in comedy that was never afraid, you know, to, if you asked him a question, he was never afraid to give you the answer to the question, whether it was what you wanted to hear or not, uh, you know, and, and I love Lucas for that. And we've got a great conversation uh, that goes on for this one uh, just because we love talking to each other, you know, a little bit of music, a little bit of world stuff. I mean, it's great. Um, also, while I'm on here, I would like to say so much, uh, so many thanks to a uh, live to laugh comedy. That's Robert Every and Hewlin Saunders. Um, look, Live to Laugh uh, has put me on a lot of their stuff lately. They've let me uh, help host their show. Um, you know, they've taken me places with them. And uh, I love those guys. Uh, it's such a, it's so nice uh, to be put on and I'm ever appreciated. So always, always, always shouts out to Robert Every and Hewlin Saunders at all times. Uh, to keep these balls rolling because let me tell you man uh, without guys like them guys like me aren't going to get too much of a leg up as far as doing what I'm doing in comedy um, you know um, it, it's one thing working at a club but it's nice when you know somebody from somewhere else likes putting you on their stuff and they consistently put you on because they enjoy your stuff and they want to see you grow and they want to lift you up and they want to build you and they want to help you be uh, move to the next level and uh you know i thank jenny for that all the time and uh you know i i, I want to thank uh, robert and hewlin for that too because you know uh you know robert's been doing it for a long time and uh, getting to hang out with guys like him and ben jones are really really uh is really really great and hewlin hewlin's actually really young comedy and just He's, he's seen some success just because he gets up and he does his thing, man. And he works hard and you know, he's a single dad. 
Um, but it was fantastic. Uh, I was actually, uh, I got a guest spot on their Greg Gable shows this weekend. Uh, ironically, uh, Drew Davis headlined that one. Uh, you know, we worked with Drew before we've had Drew on the podcast. Harrison Tweed was there. Harrison's always a, always a hoot, man. He's, he's funny, dude. Harrison's quite funny. Um, and then, uh, Neil Hoover. Uh, I love working with Neil, man. Neil's the bomb. Uh, Neil actually be on here soon. You know, with Hewlin hosting, it was fantastic. And then last night, we actually roasted Hewlin Saunders at the uh, Wednesday night mic at the Brewer's Kettle. Now, um, I know I talk about the Idiot Box every week, and I do. And that is the littest open mic around, period. You know, and we do that on Thursdays. But on Wednesday night, Brewer's Kettle is a fun mic, too, man. I mean, it's it's a great place to work up. And Robert, you know, will rotate hosts in and out. You know, if you've ever wanted to give a shot at hosting, you know, hit him up. And, you know, if he, if he likes you... Or you get in front of him and he thinks you can do it. He'll give you a shot at hosting, you know. So you can see what it's like to host a show, you know. And he'll give you some tips on it. Um, and he puts up a different feature every week, you know. I've seen people like Trish Smart, Ben Jones, uh, Joe Corrado. Um, let's see, who else has been? Everybody's been on that one. Hewlin's done it. I've done it. Uh, Eric Brown, Dehaj Hendrick, you know. Uh, getting to see all those guys out there do a longer set than you normally used to see. And to close out a show at the end and kind of like a... And kind of like a featured comic spot, uh, you know, aspects. And you, you get to look at what feature time is on your stage, you know, so you can stretch your legs a little bit than you're normally used to. And it's a great room to work out in. It's really a, it's really a fun room to work out in. But, you know, uh, like I said, it's, uh, I, you know, I'm an idiot boxer. Uh, I'm a regular from the idiot box and everything. But uh, I'm also, you know, out doing other stuff with everybody. And it's great to have that room. So I just want to take time to say thanks to Robert and thanks to Hewlin for doing the things that they do and uh, for putting me on and taking a chance on me, guys. I love you for it. Um, without too much more further ado, you know, uh, like I said, Ultimate Comic Contest is this weekend. Also, uh, June 27th, I will be at Goodnight's uh, Comedy Club in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, it's June 27th, Goodnight's uh, Comedy Club in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's going to be their uh, first round for their contest. Um, I've got 10 free tickets for that. If you guys want to come down to Raleigh and check me out, you know, that'd be fantastic. Uh, let me know. I can get you a free ticket for that one. Um, and we can, uh, you know, see about getting down there. That's going to be fun. Uh, you know, getting to do good nights is great. Good nights is a great club. So we're going to head down there and check that out. And then, uh, still on July the 22nd, you know, we've got the Afrasian show that's dev ready and, uh, Ron, and it's going to be a great time. You know, it's at the Smith center in Winston. Please keep buying tickets for that one as well. Um, as always, thank you guys so, so much for listening, man. I love y'all so much. I love y'all every week without further ado. Let's get right into the show. We're going to have a couple ad breaks on this one. Check out the commercial at the end. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe uh, That Comic Tony on all social media. And uh, you can hit me up at the same for bookings if you like it and you want to hear me booked um, or uh, book me on your show. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. So one of my favorite stories that I think I've ever heard you tell the entire time we've known each other has been like, I got to see Prince with Shaka Khan. Yeah, that was dope as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That, that's not, that, that's never been on my bingo card any fucking yeah, year. Yeah. So it's like, like seeing Prince alone would have been, because I, I love music, you know, so seeing Prince alone would have been great. But the fact that you got to see like Prince, but the fact that Prince's opening act was Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah. I was in my Batman shirt too at the time. <laughs> And like he, we got called out on the jumbo trial. I was dancing with this like older lady from New Orleans, and he like did this whole thing. It was like 
He's like, we have everybody here, like, black, white, young, and old, browns, and, like, and then he, like, put us on the jumbo screen, like, dancing, and then, I'm not saying it was because of me, but the next song was Party Man, <laughs> Batman, <laughs> which was amazing. I, I would say, uh, if I was putting a gauge on that, I would, for the rest of my life, I'd be like, then he played Party Man, because I'm the yeah. shit. It was, it was the shit. It was, yeah, that was amazing. I was also selling uh, Molly at the time, so <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you've got to, like, they, you can't put it in the bank when you're yeah. a criminal. No, 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 so, yeah. So what you do yeah, it's is... It's been you, past, like, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been past 10 years, so I think yeah. I'm fine. But, yeah. uh, oh, no, 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 we're good, we're good. There's, <laughs> there's no, we'll, we'll be fine. I talk about selling coke on here all the fucking time. If they were going to come get me, they would have definitely came and got me. Already. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody's listening mm-hmm. to, to, to this one to, to bust this. But, uh, no. yeah, that was, a, that was a great fucking time. The next week, actually, like, I went up and saw LCD Sound System's last show at Madison Square Garden. So that turned out to not be their last show, but it was, like, sold out in, like, 18 minutes. Got, like, tickets. And, like, was just constantly doing that. Like, wow. It was, it was amazing. Went back through uh, Charleston after we left that. Saw TV on the radio. One of the best times, and then I quit selling. Like, I, like I learned from the movies. I was like, "Yeah, you do this for a little bit, and then just stop." <laughs> yeah, before they show up with guns yeah. and problems. But yeah, Prince was Prince was the shit though. That was a that was one of the coolest. That was definitely in the top three concerts I've ever seen, if not the the best one. Prince is definitely my favorite artist that I'll never get to. See. Well, my Jimmy's my Jimmy Hendrix is my favorite that I'll never get to see. Then probably Prince. Dave Bowie. Bowie's up there. Uh, the Beatles are up there for me. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I put Carlin and Pryor on that list, too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, like, sometimes I, I think about, like, who I would have seen, but, like, I mean, I've seen some, some fucking cool shit. I saw Tom Petty when I was, like, a kid. That's that fucking, fucking dope. Huge. Yeah, that was huge for me. Like, that was amazing. God, it. That was that was my first CD actually that I ever owned was uh, Tom Petty's Wildflowers. I think the I think the first CD that I that I bought like with my own money that was for me mm-hmm. was uh, I want to say it was Follow the Leader, which is like Korn's third yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Was, the I, one with I, us. that was the last one I owned actually. Yeah, yeah. I was into the first two, and then like I was kind of that was kind of when I was like going I think into I was like during ninth grade, and I kind of was like. Some of the new metal stuff, and then some of it was folding out. Like, I would still listen to, like, Primus, like, Rage, and fucking, like, Nine Inch Nails and shit. And, yeah. like, Corn, I went through, like, I was really big into them, and then after a while, I was just like, nah, and I don't know why, but, yeah, it was just kind of like, nah. <laughs> they, put out, uh, they put out Take a Look in the Mirror, which was after their greatest hits, uh-huh. and that was when I was like, I was like... All right, because, like, I listened to him, and my buddy's telling me, he was like, no, you have to listen to self-titled first, because faggot and clown are songs that'll tell you about life. Yeah. And I'm well, like... Self-titled well, was good. Yeah. I did own that. I was, it was when I was, like, trying to skateboard. <laughs> it was just listen to Corn Rage Against the Machine, and Cypress Hill, and Wu-Tang, like, on a loop. <laughs> That's all it was. And it was like, this, this is kind of lame, guys. <laughs> it's a little back-to-back, gentlemen. It's a little back-to-back. But uh, I like I think Issues, which is the album right after mm-hmm. that, was my last favorite one. But it had a like a Here to Stay was on there, which was like my favorite, mostly because of the fucking South Park episode where they're on the fucking 
Um, you know, uh, no, that was falling away from me. That wasn't even here to stay. I'm making an argument yeah, about a song. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But either way, so that was an air corn for me. But yeah. um, Follow the Leader was the one that had Ice Cube on it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that was, uh, I think the name of the song was Cameltosis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. that. I'm pretty sure it was Cameltosis. I was, and not not my first run around with Ice Cube. Like I, I know well, dudes, yeah, I, you know, I know dudes back in the day that it was like I, I loved Ice Cube. I got NW, I got thrown into NWA really quick. It was uh, I went to school with this dude. Well, I went to daycare with this dude because um, we went to mom. different schools. Lynch Mob, <laughs> fucking um, Ice Cube. But then he turned me on to uh, DMX's old hype man, Dragon. Uh-huh. And I was just like, Dragon was who got me into hip hop just yeah, because yeah. he seemed so relatable. Because he wasn't talking about just like bitches and hoes and money uh-huh. and cars. He was like, you know, my parents didn't get me when I was in. I'm like, what is this? And then through that, I think I, w- I made a hard leap to the left from there and found like Detroit horrorcore rap. So it was like Esham uh-huh. and fucking Pumpkinhead yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Uh, old fuck. school immortal technique and shit oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. 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 I always loved uh, AZ from uh, like was Nas's like yeah 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 he was he was the shit AZ's album albums I think he has two he might have more than that he's probably got more than that but uh, I've listened to like two and both of those are fucking fantastic oh yeah that's like a Nelly had Murphy Lee and as much as I enjoy Nelly you know, Murphy Lee was a gangster <laughs> Nelly was Nelly was like a dude from St Louis who knew how the world worked but just like push ups yeah 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 and wore a band aid for some odd reason. Dude, the Band-Aid, the Band-Aid was a weird choice. I kind of like it, though. Like, if you ever rock the colored bandana, I mean, Band-Aid, oh. it's a good look. Like, if you get a nice fluorescent. <laughs> a good lime green, you know what, a nice chartreuse Band-Aid. That's what it I'm looks saying. like Five Mile like took a shit on your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to start doing on stage. I'm going to start wearing Band-Aids. Maybe that's what takes me through to a breakout comic. Maybe that's what we make Dehaj do. We make Dehaj wear band aids. That's how he. Dude, Dehaj would look awesome with a band aid under his under his eye. I feel like if we tell Dehaj to wear a band aid, though, he'll just like put like a four by four piece of gauze on his forehead, just for the laughs. I mean, that'd work. I mean, if it works, <laughs> it works. <laughs> he, uh, I remember the first time I saw him, and it was there's and every almost every time I got somebody on because they're comics, I can remember like the first couple times I've seen him, mm. but like. Dayhouse was one of the first dudes I can remember seeing, and I went, oh, I I don't know what the fuck I'm it doing. so fucking funny. I love Dayhouse so much. It, I love that motherfucker. It doesn't so make much. sense. He's just, well, he's so, he's just so chill and confident and says the worst, most hilarious <laughs> things of all time. <laughs> just the most outlandish I shit. I fucking love him. <laughs> Anybody who'll walk into a room full of what appears to be mostly like middle-aged, white, liberal Dude, people. he'll still do it. And be like, like, so child rape, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he'll, he'll go bull head, of, like full head of steam. Like, and it's, it's amazing. What, like, even when it's not going well, it's still the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, that's what's so great about Well, it. and we watch it, we watch it as comics, and, you know, everybody looks at us like we're monsters who are laughing, like, you don't understand. So we know you want to laugh too, fuckers. So yeah, I don't believe he's, <laughs> he wants these things. No, no, I don't think. They're he, fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. They're, they're joke jokes. Stop people. it. They're joke jokes. <laughs> I think the first time I can remember seeing you, I think the first bit that I can remember you doing that like stuck out to me was getting cast in different kind of movie roles. And that was the most hilarious shit in the world to me. 
because it was right around the time, um, like, Dusty and JD were the first two people to talk to me. Uh-huh. And, like, I'd been getting up doing, like, bullshit mechanic jokes when yeah, I first yeah, got yeah. there. And I, I had, like, some, like, weird shit on, like, you know, oh, I dress in urban clothing because uh-huh. I'm from the hood and shit yeah, like yeah. that. And then I did a fat joke one night, and Dusty, like, came out. And, like, he had talked to me a couple times before, but not really more than introducing himself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just, Dusty's the sweetest yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, hey, man, that, those fat jokes were funny. And I was like, hey, man, isn't it kind of hack for me to tell a fucking fat joke? And he was like, hey, man, what the fuck else do you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, you live your life as a... That's, that's my... Like, people are like, I don't want to be known as, like, the comic with alopecia. But at the same time, like, yeah, that's something I have. Like, am I not going to talk about it? Yeah, like, that would be weird. <laughs> like, I've had this whole thing. I know, like, now I just look like a like middle-aged, bald man. I'm about to turn 39 in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's catching up that I got one year left in my 30s. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I was, a. Uh... I remember when I was 29 and I was going to the third. I had already started doing comedy. I was already hanging out with you guys. And I remember sitting there and being like, God, I'm going to be 30 la- next week. And I think it was like, I think it was Dusty that was like, you're 30? You look 27. And you were like, quit fucking bitching. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably me. Yeah. Well, it was like, I, I never realized, like, in, like I, I, I always pegged you for like being like two or three years older than me, but not like, you know. 10, almost, <laughs> and like Antonio, I thought Antonio was my age too. Yeah, and for some reason, I thought too, JD, yeah. I thought JD was gonna be like you know 38, 39. Uh-huh. So yeah, when JD, younger than both of us, yeah, yeah. JD looked at me and was like, "I'm turning 30," and I was like, <laughs> "You're you're doing what now?" <laughs> yeah, me and Antonio are the same age. We our 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 generation was doing it right. Their <laughs> age did it right, yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, "Hey, yo." This, but then again, it testaments to the fact that I've always enjoyed spending. Most of the people I've hung out hung out with have been like, there's like I've got like maybe six friends that are legit my age. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is like vastly older than me because most people my age disgust me. Yeah, maybe I that's mean, just, maybe that's a strong word, but I mean, I mean it. Every um, every generation will disgust you at some point. Yeah. There's shitty people. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a shit person, fuck yeah, you. there's shitty people in every generation. It's just pronounced in different ways. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two generations ago it was racist. This yeah. year it's uh, you it know like, now uh, it's uh, what Lib- <laughs> liberal Democrat is the same. Oh, se- yeah, yeah, like yeah, liberal like like uh, face value like identity like centric liberal yeah i i feel like i'm gonna get in trouble in the next couple years just because i I realize i'm starting to write stuff that like are not necessarily my views but Mm. like how i'm trying like it's it's not necessarily like this is a hard line and what i'm trying to say but in the same go round, I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely feel this way. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I used to be like when I first started, like I would have like a lot more political stuff in my in my jokes. I still like a lot of those jokes, and they were like pretty left. But like more than that, like they were usually like economically leaning left, like uh, like uh, like workers, uh, like like progress and like paid and like being paid like a actual living wage for your work and shit like that yeah but like instead of just being like oh we gotta 
random person that's in secretary <laughs> that meets all our criteria that we want. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you... We've they got know this, how to do their job, though, right? Like, yeah, we've got like, this I'm guy working in the White House. Not saying that that shouldn't hold you back, but like, you shouldn't just be going after these things because they are those things. Yeah, like, because you check out with check marks. It's yeah. like the dude they got in now. That's like he, what he get in trouble for like stealing luggage at the airport, but he's like a security guy at the White House. Oh, but they mostly hired him. Like he's a dude with a beard, but he wears dresses and makeup, and oh, he basically man. like ticked a box. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, that definitely happens, or like, fucking Pete Buttigieg, like, the worst transport, transportation secretary, like, of all time, and he was like, and he turned down another post, and he was like, no, I want to do something more prestigious, but I don't want to actually work, and then, <laughs> like, and then there we have train derailments, and fucking... Fucking like the airlines just going down for like a while. Like it's it's been insane. He uh He's like, I'm a mayor, I should be president. He's like, get the fuck out, out of here. <laughs> You're a mayor, you know what you should be? Mayor. Yeah, they used to fucking bitch about Bernie Sanders about that. That's what you used to kill me, is like the same both the lines they use like with Sanders, like they're they're like now using it. It's like, well he was a mayor and knows like how like that stuff works and he's like well, you used to just make fun of Bernie's hands for just being a mayor and then a senator. And now you're like, a... and y'all were like this old white guy, and now we have Joe Biden. <laughs> this old white guy. I remember. I'd at least have a, rather have a Jewish one. Like, if we're gonna check political or like identity boxes, like let's have that with a good person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I know. I remember the night after the election. And it was my mom called me and, you know, she's, her and my grandmother generally in conservative right just yeah. because, you know, the air that they're from. Yeah, yeah. And they're not bad people. They just, yeah, no, no, we're, you know. grew up Reagan yeah. probably yeah, or like, yeah. Yeah. Well, my mom was, uh, my mom was a 60s kid. My grandma was born in the mountains in the 40s. Yeah. So, yeah, they grew up on Reagan, Carter. Yeah. You know, even though Carter, yeah. So they, they went through. Went through Eisenhower a little bit. Yeah. Two Bushes. Oh, yeah. Went through both the Bushes. Two bushes, and then these two Southern Baptist women watched this old white guy get head in the office, and uh, you know they were like, "Yeah, that happened." Yeah. That was that was insane. That that's what we what our problems were though at the time. That we were really just like blowjob. I know it was perjury. He definitely perjured himself. Yeah, but like also it's like, are we really every dude? Are we really every dude this in the is world what we're caring about? This yep. is like like, and then like. Like five or six years later, it was like the Iraq War started, and millions of people are gonna be like destabilized and murdered because of this. Yeah, <laughs> it 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 goes downhill quickly, and it's just to think like the the man lies about getting a blowjob so his wife won't find out he's cheating, which I feel like yeah, yeah. most men who are sleeping with their young Jewish secretaries yeah, yeah. are are probably doing. Yeah. You know, well, nobody this, goes home and goes, you know what I did today, honey? I filed some paperwork and put one in yeah, Addie. You yeah. know, nobody well, it's the says same that. thing with like the current like uh, uh, indictment on Trump, like fucking indict him for like trying to find votes and shit in Georgia and put that up like him get like with a fucking porn star like. I don't. No one cares. What well, he and he like, went to Vegas and bought some pussy along with half yeah, the other people in America. Her, and he paid her off. And like John Edwards did the same shit. And guess what? 
He tried, and he was like, well, I was just trying not to have a problem with my wife, and then it wasn't campaign fraud. Like, that, it's just not a good court case. It's not solved. Like, was he probably doing it for political reasons? I don't think he gives a shit about Ivania, but it's too easy to fucking just, like, get by on that. Yeah. Well, then... If you're like, you know, he had a, he had what? He had a university where he told a bunch of people, give me your yeah. money and I'll, I'll show you the way yeah. to success. He's and he's never done nothing with fraud that. Or Jared Kushner, like, here's also the thing. Jared Kushner, like, uh, embezzled, like, complete corruption, especially with Saudi Arabia. Like, also, was it corruption with uh, uh, Hunter Biden? Yeah. All that's corruption. Maybe some of it's more legal than the other, but it's it's definitely all corruption. Yeah. And this shit's insane. It's like fucking stupid nepotism. I feel like the the everybody who's been fired from SNL for the past six years is now just writing for the White House and just like, no, yeah. try this. We'll see if this sticks. What's this? Well, National the whatever. Yeah, they don't want to like change anything because they have donors and they're like completely relying on them. So they don't actually want to change anything. But they do want to say the things that sound right to people. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's their motivation, basically. It's like, what can we say where we actually don't have to do anything? <laughs> go has got that bit that he does. He's like, if I was running for president, you know, he'd be like, marijuana, yeah. get you high. All right. Dude, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, that is things. I, that, still to this day, like, I swear Hillary Clinton could have won that election. If she would have just been like, you know what, I'll legalize weed, and like, like that would have been the only populist thing she ever did during her whole campaign. But and like, then we'd all be kind of sad with the decision, but at least we'd yeah, be, it'd be baked. bad decisions too. But like, we'd be baked at least. Probably, I can't. I it, it would be work. It would be better than I think having Trump in there. Maybe. But like, gosh, she's a shitty human being. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> well, I mean, people act like the Clinton, like the Clintons have been killing motherfuckers dude, Bill for Clinton years. Is a piece of shit, dude. That is a massive piece of shit. He's the reason we like destroyed the New Deal completely. Oh yeah. And had the two thousand eight fucking financial like implosion. Now Bush put it on steroids after, but like. The only the only good thing about the man is if you look at his tenure in office, it's one of the only times. In the past forty years, that we 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 weren't at a deficit, we had an expenditure, yeah, yeah. we had money, and we still kept up with defense because, spending because with everybody was, else. Yeah, but it was because it was based on like the dot com bubble and like economics that were going to implode on themselves at some point. Un- unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. But he, it, you know, but it survived throughout his presidency, so it looks pretty good. Well, and the building blocks were there too for anybody to run with that. And if it would have been managed differently, it's not that yeah. we wouldn't have had a bubble pop. Yeah, it just might not have been. We just hollowed out the complete industrialized, the industrialized part of the country, and like they went into massive decline. Like that's what's crazy though is like Ohio used to fucking be a. Uh, Democratic state. Barack Obama, even when he came in office, I think won by like twenty percent in Ohio. Like it was a Democratic stronghold because it was union spot. But then, like basically, it got cleared out union wise, and like now it's Republican. I don't think that makes sense, but it does make sense that they were like, "Yeah, Democrats, y'all aren't doing anything for us." Yeah. And then, like, so we'll go with this, and then the the cultural shit hits, and they'll be like, "Fucking." Weird ass trans people, right? <laughs> like, I don't know why I did that for Ohio. I, I, I don't have an Ohio accent. The, I, I think it just mostly sounds like move your fucking car ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is anywhere above yep. Baltimore. Yeah, faggot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you faggot. 
that I don't I don't understand. And so like that gets them. That's that's what that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like you can win people on over on like liberal shit, but you gotta have a an economic uh, attachment that actually benefits them in their lives. Like without that, you're not pulling anybody over to your side, if, especially if they have a leaning against it. No, no. I also think it's ludicrous to think that if you don't have some like. For as big of an asshole as the man was, like, the man did stuff while he was in there, you know, and not all of it was good. No, 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 I'll, I'll, I have some, I'll, I'll, I'll say what I think he did good, but, like, what do you think he did good? Well, so, I just, specifically, I can't pull off the top of my head, and that's because of the amount of weed I smoke, and I don't oh, yeah. store that log that info, but I can say, as being somebody who, like, talked about, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to make things happen... And it's, I can count on, like, you know, which, granted, I'm 32, so I've seen, what, six presidents, maybe? Yeah. But from what I can recall, he was one of the first guys that I saw get in and, like, immediately try to be like, well, I said I was going to do things. Yeah. These might not be exactly the things I said I was going to do. He didn't really get Because here's the thing. He was completely inept. Actually, I would have found him way more scarier if he was more, like, the Bush administration. Oh, yeah. If he had but, Cheney um, behind him, whoo! Well, yeah, that's, the, uh, but, like, he was so inept that he just kept letting people in that, like, completely. Like, he had John Bolton in, even though he's trying to shut down wars. And I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, that's the craziest <laughs> move I've ever heard. Uh, and, like, that was he the did, Marine dude? Well, he was one of the leaders in getting us into the Iraq War. He's a huge piece of shit and should be hung. But, uh, yeah, he... he and then now John Bolton's a super anti-Trump dude, and like Democrats like applaud him on MSNBC because he comes out and says shitty things about Trump. And I'm like, that is a horrible human being <laughs> that you we all used to agree was just a horrible human being. But uh, except for like like people that just were gung ho about the Iraq War for way too long, I'll give Trump that. When he came out uh, in the Republican primary and he was like, went after Jeb Bush and was like, no, he, he started the Iraq war. It was the worst decision we've made in modern history. I was like, holy shit. I mean, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And he said a bunch of shit like wings running that I completely agreed with. He was talking about like losing our manufacturing and like. He said all these things. Now I knew he was a liar and he was a charlatan. But like, and then when he got got in office, he was just like inept. And the only thing he got through Congress was a fucking tax cut for like super rich people. Yeah. Basically. Like through Congress, that's the only that was his biggest accomplishment by far, and it's probably his least. But like, what he did was pissed off people that everybody gets pissed off at. You're just like, these people are bullshit. And then, like, some of the shit he'd say was funny. And, like, and like he was, he'd just call out and be like, yeah, those people do suck, but God, you're an asshole. And, like, he, but it, he, he would say some funny shit. And then when he said he was going to nuke the hurricane, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I heard nuke, I remember hearing nuke, well, was it nuke the hurricane that I cackled at first? Dude, that shit was the funniest. I want to say the first George time I George W. Bush is still worse on the nation oh. than Donald Trump by, like, uh, by, by a thousand times. George he was w worse on the, he, how insane is this? Okay, so no country ever has done this ever, ever in the history of the world. 
started two wars and then cut taxes on the richest people in their country. Never, people don't do that. Yeah, people don't do that. Yeah, no, you need that. You need the surplus. It makes in. no sense. And then, like, it just balloon. Yeah, they, like everybody. That's also my thing. Is like they all talk about like uh, deficit spending until they're both in office, and like, we're gonna start ground wars. Like this doesn't, dude. With the money we spent on just Iraq, we could have like given everybody health care and college for free twice, and like twice up. But we were like, nah, oil. Yeah, I mean, Chappelle was right. Like, like he was basically like, want to kill my dad? He tried to kill my daddy. And we were just like, oh. This is, this and then is, we, you know, completely destabilized the entire region. The uh, I remember the two things I can remember him saying, I remember watching it, because I was, 9-11 happened when I was in fifth grade. So he had just got into office. Yeah. And it happened. Yeah, high school. And uh, do we still went to nine eleven happened that September and that January we still went to the White House. Like I got to ride by the Pentagon is like half the Pentagon wasn't fucking there. Yeah. Like there were there were <coughs> there were fences up everywhere. Half of DC was on fucking yep. lockdown. We they took us to sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue in the middle of the night. You know, like a hundred and fifty fucking kids in little blue hats, and we're all leaned up against the fence. Some of us are standing on the walls. And then me and my buddy looked down in our chest and we noticed little red dots over everywhere. And I turned to a teacher and I'm like, hey, we should leave. And they're like, why? And I'm like, these ain't laser pointers. And one of the teachers was like, hey, why don't everybody get back in the bus and we'll come up in the morning? You know, so, and, and probably the worst turmoil ever. But then I remember that same year, he said, is our kids, or our kids ain't getting no learning. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, he had some gas. They all have gas. Biden's got the craziest fucking him, him and Kamala are the worst. Oh, but then oh, my favorite Bush Lord. one was somebody asked him, it was like, why did you say, think that we needed to get involved in Iraq? And on a live press conference, it's televised everywhere. I quote, the man said, well, my spotty senses were tingling. My spotty yeah, dude, senses. That, that motherfucker was, he's such a crazy. Is it bad that I want some of his artwork? If you pay him for it directly. I feel like if I could donate and get some, it'd be fine. Because I really think he's a war criminal and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like, I mean, do I think he masterminded it? Maybe not. Maybe it was Cheney. But I think he did. I think he made us go into a... He lied us into that fucking... They all lied us into that fucking war. Oh, yeah. Lied us completely into it. And Cheney's, Cheney's dynasty got so much richer. Yeah, Halliburton. Made all that money. All of it. Dick Cheney, uh, uh, I can't he's remember. Darth Vader. He's he's on his fucking fourth heart, or what? How many hearts does he have? I don't know. Like, he is a cyborg. He is an evil, evil son of a bitch. Well, that's another thing. Like, after January 6th, that shit was crazy. But to, like, see, like, liberals applauding Dick Cheney, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Just... Huh? You think the world huh? has been taken over? I thought, I can't remember who the comedian was, but I wish I could remember. But one comedian had the joke that he used to get up and say on time, because, you know, Bush is making a lot of speeches. He'd be like, have you ever noticed when, I think it was Robin Williams that said it. He was like, whenever uh, whenever Cheney's drinking water, Bush stops talking. And that was hilarious to me, because I'm like, oh, he's a shitty ventriloquist. Like, yeah. I haven't got that. That is an evil, evil motherfucker. I... I don't understand at what him. point in your life you flip to the point where you just decide you have to be the worst person. Him and Kissinger. 
Oh my God. Ugh. Just bad people. They're for, they're horrible human beings. <laughs> and I don't, I don't see where it comes from. Like it'd be different if like I don't think Cheney was ever like bad off, like ever at any point in his life. No, he was rich this whole time. He was just like I want to fucking I want so much power and like he is an evil. Just an evil son of a bitch, man. <laughs> Fuck that dude. We should probably change subjects because <laughs> it's gonna get bad. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna say some crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so comedy. Um, I, uh, I think so. Uh, I love the room that you've got down in Graham. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Like it's. I, I've been to a lot of different rooms. And uh, it's like every time I walk in there, just the layout for that room itself just makes the you go. Layout's great. Fuck yeah! The, light, the lighting's good. Uh, dark room. The ceilings could be lower. That's the only thing, but like it works as a comedy room. Oh yeah! Like it's it's nice. The the space is good. Um, like all the seating, it's easy to like catch everybody's eye if you if you want to like well, and engage. And it's not so tightly packed in where like if somebody like sitting close to the front has to get up, they don't look like they like run through. Like there's sometimes up at the box, you know, we'll have like humans on a Thursday in there, yeah. and like somebody up front will have to pee, and they'll be sitting like, oh, I don't want to get up, I don't want to ruin somebody's stuff, and we're like, lady, it's an open mic, we don't give a fuck, don't pee on the yeah. floor. Yeah, yeah. Please don't pee on the floor. No, no, I have no one pees on that floor. I work there, so. That would be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it would be terrible. <laughs> I, uh, we had, so true story, uh, when we ran uh, Shiners, uh, my buddy Roger and them ran that, and uh, I was helping them work out there for the last little bit, and uh, they were open, and uh, they did Shag Nights, which is where they had like the old, like uh, 50-somethings and up guys, and it was like beach music, like the Beach Boys and shit like that, mm-hmm. and they get together and they dance to that. And we're up there, and there's like, dude, first of all, those motherfuckers, like, came out in droves. You know, those women were savages. Like, those women were savages. You'd be a door guy, and you'd be, like, sitting there walking through, and you'd be like, God, I know what, like, a freshman girl in college feels like. Dude, I've never had my ass grabbed so much in my life. He's like, oh, you're cute. Grab me a drink. It's like, Ethel, if you don't get your fucking hands off me. I'm not going to lie. Fucking women... 45 and they talk about like guys like uh being creepy and like like ford like women over 45 i don't know what happens but like if they become like newly single they'll just like grab your dick like like (laughs) like, what just what this is aggressive like that's you can't just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, how you feeling? My pussy's cold. Why don't you warm it up? And I'm like, hi. Like, but, I'm getting close. Actually, I would say, I don't know, 45 now seems not far off. That's like six years for me, basically, now. So that's pretty. That's, that's pretty the same difference between that. me and my wife. It's going to come up pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah, but the, the, the difference being is, is you know, I've we've been, you know, weird the whole time. And then we're running into these bitches who were deciding to be weird out of nowhere. But anyway, I digress. Well, so there was this there was this old guy that came up all the time, and he was really cool. He was really chill. He drank nothing but Michelob Ultra, and my man did Jaeger shots. Had to be like sixty five, but like just Jaeger. That's what he drank, yeah. which is a bold choice at anything over twenty five, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I'm working the floor, and I just smell shit. <laughs> like I just very vividly smell shit 
And then Jaeger dude comes by and I see him go like, oh, I need to run to the bathroom. And he like shakes out his leg real Shoot quick. Your pants, dog. Dog, <laughs> dog, it dropped immediately by the pants down the leg. And there's just a rope on the dance floor. Like a rope. And I, I'm just like, and like the rest of the old people are unfazed by this. Yeah. They just dance a little further away from it. And they keep doing what they're doing. Gross. And I had to pick up another dude's poo. Yeah, yeah. You know disgusting. What? You know what? I'll tell you. I did. I did that. I used to do this as a, a bit, and a lot of people got mad at me. But I still, I think it's funny. It's not, the women got mad at me. Like, like it's, it's. Anyway, so like this literally happened though. It wasn't. It wasn't like the exact. I won't do the joke. But I'll just like tell you exactly yeah. what happened. So I was dating this girl. She was moving to, or like, sort of dating this girl. She was moving to Spain, and like, uh, <laughs> so I was dropping her off at the the airport, or like, we stopped by to like get eat lunch. We ate lunch, and like, she was like, "I'm gonna get ice cream," and I was like, "All right," and she got mint chocolate chip ice cream, which is like my favorite ice cream, but also I'm lactose intolerant. So, like, I was like, uh, like, I did the, like, mind play. I was like, uh, you know, like, uh, it'll be, like, 30 minutes to, like, Raleigh, if that. I mean, in Chapel Hill, it's not that far. And, like, I was like, it won't take me that far. Um, I love this ice cream. It's, you know, it's kind of sweet. Like, I'll send her off. Like, we'll eat ice cream. I don't know why ice cream was romantic. That doesn't even make sense. But, like, I sort I, of I, thought I, at the time. I can, I can dig that. I can sort of made sense, even though it basically meant uh, horrible things. So, <laughs> um, we're driving. We're driving to fucking Raleigh. And, like, we hit a traffic jam. Oh, no. And, like, I was trying to drive her off early to, like, you know, uh, get her there. And, like, I mean, she's going to fucking Spain. So, like, she, like, I wanted to make sure that she was there early. So, that didn't bother me. But, like, hit this traffic jam. And, like, we're sitting in it. And then, like, just in my stomach, it's like. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, like, I'm just, like, trying to settle it down. Like, just play, like, like I think I can focus in my mind just to, like, calm it down. And, like, I got this. I got this. And, like, I'm walking up and, like, to to the line. Like, she, she gets her ticket and shit. And she's, like, like about to go. And, like, uh, like I go in to kiss her. and But, you know, like... Like, it all just kind of, like, comes. Like, I mean, it was, like, I held, I tried to hold it off as much, but, like, I was, like, I, like, I, like, sp- I, like, I had to spread, like, because I thought it was just air. And, like, Oh, no. And, but, like, it was, something was coming, and, like, but I went in and kissed her, like, you know those, those birds that, like, dip into the water? Yeah. And then, like, come up, and then they wobble, and then they go back down. Uh, like, on the way, like, that's that's how I, like, kissed her, like, went into her face, like, whoa, and then came back up. And, like, uh, 
<laughs> and then like <laughs> just felt like warmness run down oh, no. my fucking leg and like and it was like goodbye and then tried to walk off <laughs> naturally <laughs> you know, like you can't, like you know that, like penguin walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you <laughs> <laughs> uh, penguin walked into like the bathroom, and, like through through my my uh, boxers and the and the uh, like he got. I threw away socks. <laughs> 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 oh no! I uh, I have definitely like my stomach's been upset, and I've been doing bong rips before, and I've been like I'm fine, and then you cough real hard that one time, and you just look up and you're like, oh no. Uh, There's nothing like that one hard cough where you're yeah. just like, yep, I fucked up. Everything yeah. about today's fucked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no doubt. Like, just about every night, I like before I fall asleep, I'm like. Smell that. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that one might not be so good. I regret. <laughs> no, no, she never said anything. I talked to her after that. You know, it'd never be, brought it up. It'd be almost a. But it was weird. It had to have been. She hadn't known something because, like. You know, she kind of knew me. And, like, I mean, that kiss was the worst. <laughs> Wait, you're going to Spain. Mwah! I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she had to know something was up with that. Yeah, if weird. not, she's just the best person. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she, 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 she was really cool, though. Yeah. What, what's your favorite concert that you've ever been to? Because for me, the answer is, like, weird. But it's it makes sense, like, to me, why it is. My favorite concert? Yeah. Man, I'm not lying. That LCD Sound System show at Madison Square Garden was fucking amazing. Um, Prince right there. Honestly... I'm not even that big of a fucking Pearl Jam fan, but I saw Pearl Jam in Portland, and like Mud Honey opened up for him, and I was like, I was more pumped to go see Mud Honey than I was Pearl Jam. Like I was like, like Pearl Jam, like I like Pearl Jam, but like I was super like I love Mud Honey, and like I was always like, yeah, yeah, Pearl Jam's cool. I had ten, you know, when I was growing up, and like I had verses and you know some of the, some of the other ones. I mean. But, like, they weren't my favorite. I saw them live. One of the best shows I've ever seen. I was like, I get this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I make fun of Eddie Vader. I was like, But, like, when you hear it, like, live, like, that shit, that, it's like a fucking operatic, it, like, it fills everything. It's fucking crazy. And you're just like, oh, oh, okay. Okay, I get this. And I mean, it's fucking amazing. Except for, like, Eddie Vedder will go on, like, long tangents, like, political tangents. 
just like yeah that'll that'll ruin a show you know he brought out a dude when we were there and like i mean it's true he's from the iraq war and got like his legs blown off and then you know, he eddie vetter informed him after he like you know hugged him and stuff that you know his dick also got blown off and i was just ha who this is this is a lot for the concert. <laughs> like, does that guy know you were gonna say that? the entire stadium that his dick got blown off? He might have got lucky that night. I mean, no, he had a wife. She seemed. I mean, she, she was hot. And, and. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, it was awful. But, like, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, like, all this shit I agree with. Which is, like, like, technically. I agree with Eddie Vedder on probably most things politically, but I find him so annoying. <laughs> and like Bruce Springsteen and all these, it's like, I'm a worker. The like, no, you're not. <laughs> I, uh, I used to love listening to Ted Nugent, and I can't listen to Ted oh, Nugent God, talk. He's another, like, he's another person that's just like, you're not who everybody, like, You've been super rich and like for a while, and like he tries to act like he has any ties to like fucking regular workers. It's like no, it's like, like no, dog. Shut the fuck up. You 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 toured for you made millions in the seventies back when millions were like billions. So when you were fucking writing songs about having sex with fucking fourteen year olds. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> Uncle Teddy. <laughs> that dude's fucking weird. He's he's one of the very few times I like, bet you though, if I hung out with him, I'd have a good time. I would, and then I'd probably leave and I'd be like, God, what a piece of shit. I'm not gonna lie, like I can't I can't act like I didn't hear this from a, a radio show. Do you ever listen to Bonfire? When I when I can. So like yeah. usually on my reels on Spotify they don't It'll play me like 15 minutes of the show, yeah. but it won't play me the whole thing. Well, um, anyway, like Soder left, Dan Soder left, but Bobby Kelly's in now, but like, Okay. Uh, Why'd Soder leave? Uh, I think he, yeah, I think just contract reasons and stuff. Uh, okay. I don't know, but Soder, I miss Soder. Yeah. I fucking miss Soder. But Bobby Kelly's the shit. I love Bobby. But uh, um, anyway... Uh, they they did this thing where they were asking like DJ Luke, one of their uh, their DJ, is a huge Pearl Jam fan, and he's like, "But who would you rather hang out with in the night, Eddie Vedder or Kid Rock?" What would you say? I know what I would say. What? What is it? Is it like is it Kid Rock while like Ball with the Boss popular? Is it Kid Rock now? Dude, I'm saying in all eras, I want to hang out with Kid Rock more than I want to hang out with Eddie Vedder. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm just saying this. I believe absolutely against probably everything he does politically, but he would be way more fun than you. He's a, like, dude. Eddie Vedder would like have that fucking. He'd have a, a Johnny Depp fucking voice where he'd be like, he'd be like, "What I'm trying to say right now is 
everything and be like, hurry the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, God damn it. As opposed to Kid Rock being like, a lot of weird shit going on. Be like, yeah. Dude, dude. He'd have like cocaine strippers, like strippers with cocaine. Uh, you know he built a White House on his property, right? would be everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it would be a phenomenally fun night. Like, that would be, that would be fun. And I'd be like, I don't agree with anything you say. High five, though. <laughs> he, so, I know he's, from what I understand, the way his compound is set up is like, it's a bunch of double wides that he's decked the fuck out fuck of. Fuck yeah, dude. And then he built a White House. Like, he built a White House that's bigger than the actual White House and put a gold bathroom and a gold shower in it. And he thinks it's, like, he'll have people like Rogan and those guys over, and he'll be like, look, it's a golden shower. And to him, that's peak comedy. And everybody's walking there like, how much money do you have? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm sure it's insane. And, like, there's the thing. Like, I'll, like, people will be, like, rich, rich liberals. Newly rich rednecks. Amazing. Most fun. Like, you want to come over and we're going to smoke a hog and we can go fucking four wheeling and shoot each other with paintballs? And you're like, hell yeah. (laughs) Like, that sounds fucking amazing. Anybody that I went to high school with. Had they won the lottery, dude, that uh, would have been what would have happened. Fun, it's the most newly rich rednecks are the most fun people, like ever. Like and like, it's like, do you, do you want to shoot in like just weapons at a fucking car? We like at a we just bought this car, just shoot at, and you're like, yes. There was there was a guy I used to hang out with, um, and he would. He wasn't a, a, a redneck per se, but he was definitely a good old boy, like good old southern yeah, yeah. boy to a degree. Well, that's what I, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about racist. Well, no, that's, I'm not. I'm not meaning like he's just like if you had to peg I mean, him. Some of them probably were. Yeah, but if you had to peg him, like if you were pegging him out of a lineup, you peg him as more like a oh he's just a like because he didn't just the, the way he thought is what made yeah. sense. But I remember when he got a hold of a little money and it was like he used to call me and he'd call me like once every other month. He'd be like, hey man. How much is half a gram a blow? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, what's up, dude? Uh, it's like this much. And then uh, one night he finally got a gram off of me. And I didn't know he had just come into some money. And he looked at this and he was like, this is a gram? And I was like, yeah. He was like, man, that motherfucker's been jipping me. And I'm like, what? And so he tells me about this other dude that he knows that he's been getting gram bags off of. And I was like, well, call him and buy a gram off of him. Here, I'll give you the money for it. Yo, know, this other dude had been, because this dude didn't know what a gram looked like, like yeah. a full gram. So this dude had been buying like maybe point threes for like six months off this dude and like just thinking it was a gram. So then he starts calling me every night, every night. And I had to sit down with him one time. I was like, hey, buddy, um, we got and it was weird coming for me because I'm sitting here like, hey, buddy, you think you're going too hard? And I'm like fucking lighting a free bass pipe, you know, over here. Like, I think maybe you should slow down. You might have a problem. Excuse me while I smoke this rock. <laughs> but he was he had just come in so I knew it was a thing like it was I remember the guns he bought I remember yeah. the computers he bought oh, the yeah. toys he bought the bar tabs we racked four up four wheelers and fucking drink dude strip clubs dude I do oh man we were yeah, throwing cause I still grew up in Alamance County fucking North Carolina oh yeah <laughs> born in Salt Lake which is actually back then it was like way more Mormon than it was 
crazy or anything. Like, now Sunlake has been completely gentrified by, like, Californians. <laughs> and it's kind of hilarious. He's like, it sucks because, like, it's so much more expensive to live there. But it's also hilarious and they have to change their alcohol laws and stuff. So, like, some of it I'm like, yeah, no, that's progress. But you guys should have just done that earlier and then like, got normal people to come into your state. Yeah. Californians, Californians are not normal. I'll say it. Most people I know no, from most people I know true. from hanging out there, just from the people I knew out there, and like now, <clears throat> there's there's difference in people that. About. Well, there's uh, now, so I don't count anybody anybody of note or anybody who was yeah. like in public eye. Those aren't you real people. Constantly talk about how much better California, California is all the time. Then yeah, you're annoying. But like it is. I'll, I'll say, gorgeous state. I mean, I went up Highway 1, absolutely gorgeous. Oh, wonderful to uh, look at. Like, it's it's amazing drive-thru. It's one of the pretty, like, just... San Bernardino's awesome. Oh, it's just, I mean, it's San Diego. gorgeous. Um, LA's not bad. The pretentiousness sometimes is just hard. You're like, okay. It's like, we're from LA, and it's like, cool. You wipe your ass too. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Many things. Also, just like hotel rooms get um, too complicated. I remember, have you ever been to the hotel rooms where you have to put the card in right away? Like once you get in, you put the card in, and then you can turn it on. All the yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like you had to unlock the door, and then you put it in another slot, yeah, and it yeah, kind of yeah, turned the room turns on. Turns the room on, and like, and then you have like, I remember I had like a fucking like. The two shower thing, which was awesome, but I was also like, I know, I know, one of the ones we stayed in out there had a walk-in shower, and then the mini bar had a spot where you could put a hotel yeah. key, which was weird. Yeah, I, we did this once. It was like, um, it's actually when me and my buddy were moving out to Seattle, um, and like we were in San Diego, and like we got like his sister like built up a bunch of points. We stayed at this nice place, and like. <laughs> Oh, no, sorry. This is in San Francisco. In San Diego, we did stay at a nice window, but it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't that nice. But, like, yeah, the one in San Francisco was a super nice one, even though it was, like, two blocks from the Tenderloin, <laughs> like, which is crazy. But, like, uh, it was this fucking super nice, and, like, I put the fucking the thing in, and, like, I was, like, I called down to ask them how to turn on the lights and shit about, like, such a fucking jack-off. I remember the first time we stayed in a hotel room and they were like, you can order room service here. And I was like, what, you mean like takeout? Like you guys get money? And they're like, no, 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 no. no we have, like we have, here. yeah, we have a staff. And I'm like, what? I think we were in Vegas. It was for like the strip club convention. You went to a strip club convention? So there's three weeks in Vegas um, <laughs> that happen back to back every year. Um, I don't know how it's been since the pandemic. But so it's the first week is the National Nightclub Owners Convention. Yeah. The second week is the strip club owners convention, and the third week is the porn convention, and these these weeks all happen back to back, and it's in the most debaucherous place in America, uh, probably next to New Orleans, which is Vegas. Um, yeah, Vegas is Vegas is crazy. Yeah, I've been to Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is like, do you want to have cake and cookies and milkshakes all day forever? It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Like, do you, do you, how do you do? You love Vegas. How do you feel about Vegas? Vegas is cool for three days. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I agree. I, uh, like, here's the thing that's crazy, though. I've thought about this. Outside of Vegas, if you live right outside of Vegas, that could be all right, and you'd have turnover crowds all the time. Oh, yeah. You'd be a lot of drunk people that you'd have to, like, manage and, like, figure that out. But you have a, you could have potentially a lot of stage time. Well, that's why Brad Garrett's club works so well out there. It's because he's yeah. not right on the strip. Yeah, yeah. But also, um, like, the things that are around it, like, Zion National Park in southern Utah is, like, an hour and a half, two hours or something away. Like Shit. Two and a half hours. Even if you like, want to... everything around that is actually, I really like. Vegas proper, like, I'm not the biggest fan of, but, like, there's shit to do. There's good food. Um, I'm sure I can figure out shit that was fun, but, like... I hate the fact that I wouldn't have been in Vegas when... I feel like Vegas was way more fun when the mob ran Vegas. Maybe. I feel I like... Mean, it was more fun, for sure. To your to your average passerby consumer, when Vegas was yeah, not a family you, destination. As long as you didn't know it crazy but here's the thing it's like you get this is like any resort destination it's like people go there to like fucking wild out and then they fucking wild out and then like they pay consequences yeah that That happens at Myrtle Beach yeah 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 that's true I've got crazy stories about Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach went to beach grad (laughs) years there (laughs) Junior and senior year, people thought I was kind of cool because I was a, a bald kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I could do. Yeah, that was that was actually yeah, but like, uh, where was it? Yeah, yeah. It was funny. Like I would hang out, like until like middle school sucked. Then once I got into high school, like, I did start hanging out with, like, older people, like, when I started wrestling and stuff. Yeah. They would be like, oh, we'll take this kid out. Also, because, like, unfortunately, I'd I'd already started smoking weed and drinking. And, like, they'd be like, oh. Oh, they, like, found me a couple of times by myself, like, smoking weed. And they they were just like, oh, we'll take him. We'll just take him with us. And, like, so I, like... Was a friends with like some upperclassmen, and it was a little bit easier like through high school than it was middle school. But like that bit that I got about power when that came out, that's 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 a joke. But like when the movie Powder came out, like everyone in the goddamn world was just like, oh. Are you excited? Another one of you is doing this? And it's like, what, pale, completely bald people? <laughs> sure. And then they're like, do you... And then, like, people, like, I know they, like... They weren't, like, trying to, but they looked at me for a little bit like I had mystical powers. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to go along with it. And, like, be like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> like, this is the truth. Like, like, I got... We got wizard powers, y'all. The, so the first time Molly saw you do that joke, we made it all the way home. And then she finally went, 
what's powder? And like, I, you know, because I forget because there's an age difference between us. And like, I probably only know what it is because I was weird and well, nerdy and watched random stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. she's like, what's powder? And I was like, powder, you know what? So we come, the trailer. we come home. No, I found the movie, dog. Oh, God. I found the whole movie. First we watched, uh, I think uh, it was There's Something About Mary, because they make references to Whitey as being the dude from Powder in the movie. Yep. And I was like, so do you get the references here? And she was like, I've never seen this movie. And I was like, okay. No, not There's Something About Mary. Um, me, Myself, and Irene, the Jim Carrey oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but also Whitey is in uh, the guy that Whitey's the serial killer. And, uh, There's something about Mary. Something about Mary, yeah. yeah. So, but, see, my brain knew what it was doing there, you. people. I drew I a line. Mm-hmm. And uh, I show her that, then I show her powder. And somewhere halfway through the movie, she just starts to cackle. And I'm like, what? And she finally just gets out, Lucas. And I'm like, you're a shitty person. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that movie, I, like seriously, when the when the just the trailer was on TV, I was like, "Fucking a!" That's <laughs> I never, uh, I never said. I do. I used to have a bad joke. Of, like, I mean, maybe it's not that bad, but like, I gotta fucking do it better. But it was like. Powder too. He comes back with just like Raiden powers, <laughs> and just starts electrocuting. Like he's kind of like Carrie meets Powder <laughs> with like with like just but but also with school shootings and everything. Yeah, like, man. Probably, <laughs> probably not the probably not the way to go. So it's like. He's like Captain Planet Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah. Like, Remember, like, Carrie, like, during the 70s, they were like, this is, like, going on, and it's like a whole room full of people, but they just burned the whole everybody in there. And then now we're like, you don't remake that movie. Yeah. Because it's, it hits too close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember watching that remake. That remake was... I enjoyed that one. Oh, snap. Um, Hang on for a second, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to pay the bills real quick. Be right back. This episode of the Sidewalk Crew is sponsored by Dubby Energy. We're declaring war on big energy. That's right. You've heard it. Guys, I've, I've been somebody who for a long time has drank energy drinks from a lot of those companies that sell a lot of different colorful cans in a lot of different colorful places. And uh, you know what? It's just I always find out like I either drink too much and I feel jittery sometimes because of the additives, uh, because it's got so much filler, um, because there's so much sugar in it. Even in the ones that don't have sugar, they hide sugars in it. There's just a lot of other bullshit in a lot of your energy drinks and you know with w energy we're waging war on it w energy is a new energy drink that's out there declaring war on it they're tired of big energy favoring profit over quality and making energy drinks loaded with um maltotoxin fillers artificial colors and dyes sugars all sorts of things you shouldn't have things that make you shake and everything and especially things that get you crash so if you're as upset as i am you know uh, declare war on big energy with us check out w energy drink um w energy drink comes in a powder throw it in a shaker shake it up on your own man look fantastic fantastic flavors um, me personally, I'll tell you what, since I've been with W, uh, I really like the Dragonade, uh, Dragonade's awesome. 
You've also got the Dub Sludge, uh, the Big Energy Tears. Uh, the Beach and Peach is fantastic. The Beach and Peach is slushy worthy, I'm telling you. Flavors like Passion Joy, Push and Punch. Um, and if you're not ready to commit to a whole tub of energy, that's perfectly fine. Uh, you know what? Grab a starter pack. The starter pack comes with a shaker cup and a couple small ends so you can get a sample of what it's like. Experience crash-free energy. Experience something better. And if you use the code ThatComicTony, you're going to get 10% off your purchases on Dubby. That's right. If you use the code ThatComicTony at per uh, checkout, you'll get 10% off on your purchases. So declare war on big energy. Try Dubby using the code ThatComicTony today, and we can declare war on big energy together, guys. I can't remember what I was... Oh, yeah. So... Uh, first of all, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, sometimes you, you gotta pay bills. Sometimes you gotta strangle chickens. Who knows? Um, so how, and, uh, how, so how long have you been doing it now? Like telling jokes in general? I think, I think we've uh, had this conversation before, but not. I started right before I turned 30, um, in Salt Lake. When I was out there, uh, went out with a buddy, and like we were in Seattle for a while. Um, then I moved to Salt Lake, and he moved to Logan, Utah. But while I was in Salt Lake, I was like, "This is something I want to do." And I was like, "It was stupid as fuck." Like I, I was listening to like podcasts actually, and uh, just all the time because like. It was just, like, me out there. Uh, actually, I take that back. My sister was actually going to the University of Utah, so I was out there with her. And my dad lives out there, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a thing. Uh, but, uh, but I was out there, and... Um, what was I talking about? When you started... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, comedy. Um, and I was listening to podcasts, and just like they were like, "Yeah, just find open mics." And I was like, "I'd always wanted to get into it, but I literally didn't know how you did that." And it was just like, and then I just listened to these things. And I was like, "Oh, these things just exist to go to. You yeah, just find these places and go to." And I felt so stupid, and like, I felt stupid after because I didn't keep going. But like, I went. I remember going. A wise Guys Comedy Club out in, uh, it's in West Valley in Salt Lake. Uh, it's like little, I think it's west of, well, yeah, it's west of Salt Lake. But um, it's it's kind of grimier spot, but like they had that as the main spot. And then they moved it uh, to Salt Lake. But I was out there and I went like, Four or five times, not a whole lot. Um, but then I moved back here right after that. And then, like, started going to DSI and fucking Chapel Hill. Yeah. And then I was like, nah. And then I went to, like, a couple of idiot box mics. And was like, oh, these are more my people. <laughs> I, was, I do remember that. And, like, I met Dusty and, like, uh, Zoe uh, were, like, some of the first two people. They were like, they were like, oh, yeah, you should keep coming back. And, like, 
they were like real supportive and shit and like JD after that and like yeah it was it was cool like uh and like I was like oh yeah this feels like an actual fucking thing and that was about so that was when I would actually say it's like when I started I only did it a, a, yeah like five times um and then once I got started going to the idiot boxes when I count as like actually starting and that's been um nine or eight eight or nine years almost almost nine years yeah. hell yeah 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 I know uh and it's my first set is is my worst for sure um, as it is everybody's, and uh, yeah. the only reason I remember that actually getting... my my first set wasn't bad. Mine was bad. I'll tell you about my first. My first set actually, I mean, it was bad. It was objectively bad. Like if I would listen to it now, I'd be like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> but like at the time, here's the thing: like I like I wrote this fucking set out so many fucking times and it's like it was a lot of like alopecia stuff and like uh, actually some of those jokes I should I should revisit probably they were pretty fun um but uh like it was all on that and I like practice like 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 doing it and then and then I did it and like first time it went pretty well like for the first time like went well and then I tried, like, the next week I tried to write all new stuff. And, like, I mean, talk about bomb. <laughs> like, to the point, and they were, like, you have to be clean. And, like, when I just get nervous, I just start swearing. Like, because it's a natural thing. I was just like, fucking, all right, fucking fuck. Uh. And then I'd say some shit, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> they got mad at me. It's so like, I mean, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's it different. It's different, but I love the idiot box. Yeah. The box is, uh, the box to me is, is, it's provided us with this cool little mecca that not many people get. Um, I think the mecca now, if I were to talk about it as a whole, is probably in Austin. Um, yeah. Just with Rogan opening Mothership and all that, and like the, the you know, the, the shows he's putting on there every night, like, Roseanne's there all the time fucking now, which I would... True. To me, that's awesome. I think... Yeah, Roseanne, but is she funny? Yeah. Have you seen her, her stand-up lately? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. I, th- I oh, think... Yeah. She, has, she has a recent special that's out. And oh, shit. It's... I like it. Oh, but yeah. I liked Roseanne. You know, well, I, I, I like... I like the, the show, whatever. Yeah, the first show. Well, I like... I didn't show. watch the later one, so... I like your assistant. So from a, a pretty young age, I watch, yeah, I watch. I watch your stand up to her HBO. Yeah, her aunt. I remember her and Ellen, actually, and um, Kathleen O'Donnell. Yeah. Um, I didn't even say her name right. Kathleen. Kathleen. Madigan. Madigan. Well, Kathleen Madigan. Yes, actually. Yes, actually, I should have said Kathleen Madigan. But, no. Not Kathleen O'Donnell. I know who you're talking about. Um, I should have said Kathleen Madigan anyway. But, um, 
Um, also, uh, Wanda Sykes. Oh, yeah. Wanda, fantastic. But I like Roseanne because her and Joan always stuck out to me because it was, I think my granddad showed me some Carlin real, you know, when I was younger and when he shouldn't have, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah, I got, I got some of, uh, yeah, I got Carlin from my dad. Yeah. Carlin and Pryor and who else out of the 80s? My dad, my dad would, I remember, but then my grandpa would play Rickles. Yeah. And shit, and like cassette tapes, like when we were riding, like, it was so funny because he had it in like his old like beat up truck from like the from like the 70s or whatever and just had like two like cassettes in there it was like Don Rickles and something else and like it would drive so slow it was like <laughs> shitty fucking shit. <laughs> and then he put the, and we just <laughs> and, like, and like even then I was like whoo whoo oh, this is hilarious but whoo it's a little rough <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to the listen to Don Rickles now. Like uh, I was uh, I was watching The Irishman earlier just because you know uh, I like Scorsese films, and uh, it comes to the scene where they're talking about Crazy Joe, and you know it's Rickles roasting him on his yeah. birthday, and I'm sitting here and like I take myself out of the situation for so, ourselves. Like, what the balls on this dude to just like so this is a dude crazy. who was known for like just shooting people in the middle of the day yes. and he's just like you know not those Italians you know but the, like Riggles was a madman dude, dude him and dirty work oh so good so good he's he's definitely on the list of people I wish I could have seen do it like actually see it in person yeah. I wish I could have seen Joan in person yeah uh, just cause she'd close out sets with being like remember producers my name's Joan Rivers and I put out and that's how she got off stage for years. And that, to me, was amazing. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, uh, a lot of that I still find funny. Yeah. But do I find it as funny as, like, the stand-up that's happening right now? No. 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 But I like the fact now that it seems like the dial... Because I feel like for a few years, like, the reins got pulled... Like, everybody got real sensitive. Yeah, everybody did. I remember it started getting weird, but, like, still, I, f- I do, I, yes and no. Because I still feel like, even when, like, people were like, oh, people are getting canceled, and you're like, what, what are you getting canceled from? It's like, what show was happening that you were getting canceled from? Yeah. And then, like, it, like I hate both this like I hate people that are like no I'm showing up and crossing my arms and being like no I want to be offended and like this shit as well as like anti-woke people are also just as annoying (laughs) you're like this shit's just as bad just like cause they're like "We we can't have fucking drag shows because it's automatically going to turn people gay. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, Bugs Bunny's been what, in drag you, since the what 60s. What are you talking about? And also, like, yeah, the other side is annoying, too. Where it's just like, how about you just allow things and explain them if you're a parent? Because that's kind of your job. Yeah. And then we all just 
figure it out. Like, <laughs> it's always happened. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think when I started, so I started in 2019, like right before the world stopped for a year and a half. Yeah. And uh, then I got to work on the same jokes for a year and a half. So I got yeah. a, I got a little cheat code. There, there were a few of us that started right then. I felt like I got a cheat code. We got to really hone sets before we walked in front of a lot of regular people. But then on the same go round, the trap that some of us fell into off of that was it was like we held onto those sets for too long. Yeah, no, I understand that. I've, I've definitely hold on to sets for too long. Like, um, I mean, I get rid of, like, some of them, like, tired of, yeah, you'll get tired of telling, like, I haven't, like, explored, you know, on, like, some platform yet, so I should probably burn them and just stop doing them. But, like, well, of the, like, well, like, yeah, the alopecia stuff, like, sometimes it gets boring to me, like, just because I'm like, eh. But, like, like you said, it's part of my life. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense not to do it. Yeah, I still do, I still do fat jokes, uh, but, like, like, so I went up, me and Jermaine went up to um, this place called Lost in Taste. Really cool little spot, man. Like, it was... Yeah. So it looked like an old Fuddruckers that somebody had taken over, and, like, the outside was completely chrome. Like, nice. Yeah. And I walk inside, and I'm expecting something different. I meet the owner, and he's a younger black dude. And, you know, he's like, hey, man, we're going to set you all up at the table over here, check out the menu, you know. Uh, I'll, I'll get you guys some gift cards if, you know, you want to grab some food, you know, just hang out, fucking have a good time. And uh, they set up a stage, and they got everything going. And then uh, one of the comics said something about the fact that they tried to set up lights that didn't work. And, like, I don't, even even if you go into something without a plan, unless something's a direct hindrance to you, I, I don't think taking shots at the venue is cool. That's me. I don't think that's ever cool. But on the same go-round, like, I get where you're coming from. Like, you want to be seen. But on the same go-round, you know, you're in a bar. You're not shooting your HBO special. Be happy you're getting time. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, and I, I had fun. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Jermaine can't drive. Dude. Jermaine can't drive. Yeah. So we're... I don't the, understand that. The way up wasn't that bad. It was, you know, just once you start going up around the mountains, you start getting around trucks, it gets weird. And the way up wasn't that bad, except for, like, there were two times he, like, just openly pulled in front of traffic, and, like, I'm hearing horns, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to die. But we yeah. get there. And then afterwards, instead of, like, because when we left, we, like, just took off and went towards Winston. And then he just, we turned on our GPSs when we got towards Winston, because I knew we were going to go towards Mount Airy, and that was the way to go up. So, on the way back, because of where we're at, we, instead of putting in his address, which would have taken us back that way, we put in my address. And it takes us around the mountain, through the middle of the mountain, to 220. And the show didn't start until 1030. So it's 1.30 in the morning, and we're going down a mountain like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, we're coming up to turn signs that say, and you know, like, it's been, like, you know, I, 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 uh, I can't drive right now. This episode of the Cybot Crew has been brought to you by Lucky 13 Tattoo Aftercare. Hey guys, uh, Tony here, and uh, it's no secret, I've got a couple tattoos. And uh, I like to make sure those tattoos stay looking good. And one of the coolest ways that I find to keep my tattoos looking good is Lucky 13. Um, 
found out about Lucky 13 a while ago, and uh, I just, I think it's a great product. You know, they've got a tattoo balm, they've got it in a tube, they've got it in a tin, and they've got a cleanser and healing ointment. Um, cleanser's the best on a fresh tattoos, and the balm you can use from a brand new tattoo to a tattoo that you've had for years. Look, a lot of my tattoos I've had since I was 18 years old. That's 12, 13 years ago now. And uh, with Lucky 13, those tattoos look just as pristine as the day that they got put on. And, uh, you know, all natural ingredients with Lucky 13. Uh, things like aloe vera, avocado oil, beeswax, coconut extract. Like, just stuff that's good for your skin. And anything that's good to put on your skin and goes in your skin can also help nourish it better. Uh, Lucky 13 even has a fact test about how it works, how to use it, and what product would be best for you. Uh, they've been talked about on NBC, USA Today, CBS, and Fox. It's just a fantastic product with thousands of great reviews and the fact that they donate to the Impact Melanoma Organization to help educate people of the importance of skin cancer prevention and early detection awareness. It's an all-around great company. When I feel like taking care of my tattoos, I definitely make sure that I hit up Lucky13 at protectyourink.com. Protectyourink.com, and if you use the code ThatComicTony, that's T-H-A-T-C-O-M-I-C-T-O-N-Y, you can get 25% off your order. That's right. Listeners of this show that use the code ThatComicTony at checkout can get 25% off their order. I think that's pretty badass of Lucky 13. So let's support a company that does a lot to help prevent skin cancer around the world and that keeps our tattoos looking great. Lucky 13 Tattoo at ProtectYourInc.com. It's that that's one of the things that I've noticed through life that I think is crazy. It's two of my three of my favorite feelings in life. Uh, that's opening a fresh pack of cards or like a book mm-hmm. or something that's new that's and getting that smell. Yeah, ah, oh, so good. I've actually got Tom's like new CDs. Back oh, dude, games like there was something about the way they smelled like when yeah, you opened them. Like, I'm getting cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this smells like radiation. <laughs> But uh, that, uh, the, 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 the perfect, like the first time when you can, because usually when you first get a coffee for like the first three minutes, it's, it's sipping. But when, it's the, when it hits that first temperature change where you can take that first good like gulp and get that good mouthful of it, that and then, uh, then like a good pee. Like the, those, are, those are to me are the three best feelings <laughs> that you can get a good pee. It's oh. where you're like, you get done, and you're just like, oh, this Dude, is one where you show up and like you're, you're like almost, you like you don't know if you're gonna make it, and then you just like you get there and like unzip and just like get it right out. You're like you like flop it out, and you're like, you sandblast your name in the back of the toilet and real you're quick. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you're doing, you're like Orthodox. <laughs> you're Greek, it sounds like a Greek Orthodox prayer where they, where they have the uh, the smoke and shit. Yeah, out of the Sephiroth. <laughs> 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 that is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, the fact that every every dude you talk to, it's like, do you do that little thing in there where you're like, Phew. it's like, yeah, everybody does that. When it's a good one, you all have that little like, it's almost like you you took too big of a hit or like you're kind of having a stroke, just like, Ugh, that little quick. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, dude, good piss. I'm I'm not gonna lie, like a good dump. Oh man, a good dump. Like when you. When you sit on it, it's just like, 
<laughs> and it just goes. And it just goes. That's more, that's more yeah, that's more Roman Catholic. Or Episcopalian. Lutheran. Lutheran. <laughs> Catholic light. <laughs> well, now we're just talking about substitutes. <laughs> that's what I was raised in. Presbyterian. My, my grandmother is Southern Baptist. It's a presby. It, it was a lot of a lot of Bill Gaither and and uh, and uh, a lot of Bill Gaither and a lot of just fire and brimstone. Yeah, they they were a little cooler. The Presbyterians were weren't that bad. Like I always had, like my actually, there was one cool pastor. And like, he was a bold man. Like, uh, was like pro gay marriage and Palestinian rights. And I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. But I also don't know if I can follow this. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, sir. You're an interesting person, but the rest of this confuses me. But no, I I held on to that for a while. My dad, like. I, I talk about it on stage, so it's cool. Like, my dad was, like, raised Mormon. And then, what was the draft dodger in Vietnam? His, I mean, his brother was a POW. And, like, um... Recovered, he, or...? Well, yeah, he was recovered. Um, yeah, like, it was rough. Um, like, big alcoholic. Well, he's passed now, but he wound up getting, um... Like, uh, um, we wound up living in a reservation on New, in New Mexico. He's a really good chess player with, like, this, um, uh, I think she was, uh, Paiute, but she was living, uh, in, like, an Apache. I'm not sure. I shouldn't know where we were in New Mexico. Yeah, it was Apache. It was Apache Reservation. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, that's also our dad though was one of those people that was like, we have native blood, like, and like they don't, and even my mom, they passed it down to my mom and my mom believed the shit. And then we all got like, well, my sister got the 23 and me and like it showed up it's like, nope, oh, <laughs> German, it was like German, Irish, <laughs> Scottish, and like whatever the fucking Northern European is, which I don't know. Scandinavian? What yeah, but there was Scandinavian and Northern European, and I was like, I don't know what the difference is. So Vikings is. and Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the difference in that is. But it was like, I was, we were hoping for something, but like, <laughs> there's where? <laughs> There's a time. It's all right. My brother, my brother's accomplished it. Well, like I got a, I got a neat. I got such an adorable niece, um, Zara Patel Gumbrecht. It's the best name ever. Dude, it's a great name. It's a great name. Yeah, he like got we got some like actual Indian. I will say, at that wedding, I'm not gonna lie. They, they had that banner. It was like Ganesh, which is the, uh, 
the the like son Elephant, of uh, he's he's like a household god. Yeah, he's he's the son of uh, Vishnu and yeah, yeah, one right. of the other parent gods, and like yeah, so yeah. the kid loses his head, and then he goes yeah, up and finds yeah, an yeah, elephant yeah, head. Yeah. yeah, I've but actually like, got funny story. There's a there's a bug of a Gita floating around here somewhere. But anyway, yeah, it had it had Vishnu on there, and then like Sarano was the like other turned uh, swastikas, and I mean. Like, my brother had to stay there, which is, like, like I kind of want to, but, like, me, my sister, my dad, just, like, everybody named Gumbrecht was, like, get me out of that sweatshirt. <laughs> People are going to have questions. He's like, nope, not getting, nope, you are not getting me in a picture with this one. Especially me, because I'm bald and my last name's Gumbrecht. This was a big thing. Like, when I was growing up, like, people would be like, do you have cancer? I'd be like, no. And then when they'd be like, are your parents white supremacists? And I'd be like, no. I have cancer. And then they'd be like, what's your last name? And like, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> Smith. <laughs> Smith. It's not. <laughs> but it's cool when we draw when we write it we don't put the little dots above the U yeah, or whatever I, often, I, I say gumbrick which I don't I don't even think that's close to right <laughs> I'm pretty sure like if a German person like heard me say it they would just scoff at me you like that's how I say it dude <laughs> <laughs> There's a sick part. I want to do the 23andMe thing, but the the paranoid part of me is like, that's how they're getting our DNA. And then there's yeah, another no, yeah. there's another part of me that's... I thought that. And then my sister got it. I was like, whatever. Then there's another part of me that's like, what if my mom just knew this Latin guy <laughs> that was around all the time yeah. and said, that's your dad because he was infinitely cooler? What if it's been alive this whole time? I'd, I'd, I'd lose my whole self-identity. Dude, we had 1% Iberian... So, like, one Spanish, maybe Muslim dude slipped in. <laughs> like, I mean, it could be Portuguese, though. <laughs> could be. <laughs> but... My buddy, uh, my buddy Fab that uh, does the door up at the O for their uh, mic, and he's, well, he's the door guy out there. He's not there for the mic. But he's, uh, him and his brother Caesar, they're from uh, Portugal. Yeah. And uh, there's that episode of Family Guy. We used to give him shit because neither of them typically... Well, Caesar worked nights for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fab's always been a night child because we were in the bar scene. And uh, they'd wake up late and we'd have, like, shit to do. And, like, they'd wake up late to be uh, to be to it or we'd already do it. And there was that episode of Family Guy that had already aired where, like, Stewie gets the babysitter and it's like, yeah, we couldn't say in the ad no Portuguese, but no Portuguese. And that became, like, the saying around that house. <laughs> no Portuguese. Fucking <laughs> Take your Azores and get out of here. It's funny that, like, in America, like, it's not good. But we've just encapsulated white people to be, like, Portuguese and Spanish. It's like, the English would not have stunk. Couple of years ago, they was those were directly opposite people. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, we got nothing. <laughs> I say, Reginald. Dude, I'll say that about like here in America. What's cool too is like Southeast Asian people. 
get along, like, uh, uh, Bangladesh, uh, Bangladeshi, yeah, yeah, fucking a Bangladeshi, Indian, Pakistani people, like, can get together and, like, have common ground in America, which is awesome. Yeah, you can't do that anywhere and, else. like, I mean, there's other places probably that you can do that, but, like, maybe it's not at home. awesome that, like, that's what we're trying to achieve. I'm not going to be like, there's nowhere else yeah. that happens. Like, it happens in Brazil and other places, too. Yeah. But, um, like, it is, it is cool, though, like, not being based on an ethnocentric state. Like, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we just want a monolith of people. I, uh, I always, I, I remember when I was younger, it was weird, because, like, it was, by the time I got thrust into school, like, all the people I went to school with, it was, it, I was always with a mix of kids. Like, it was never predominantly anything. Mm-hmm. And then we moved out of the country, and then it was predominantly kids who'd been raised in the country their whole lives. And this yeah. was the early 90s. So, you know, at least in North Carolina, the city hadn't spread out too far. Yeah. It's not that there weren't, you know, African-American people or uh, Hispanic yeah, but... people out there. But just, you know, there were two. Yeah, yeah. Not, many. not yeah. 50. So when I, I remember going into elementary school from going to a school that was literally in the middle of the city to out there. And it was like me and like my buddy uh, Deontay Talley, his mom had like moved him out there when he got to middle school. And then uh, Northeast like changed the district and they took like a chunk of Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, you know, there were all these dudes that had been in their home. And it's like, why are you hanging out with that? And I'm like, why is this a thing? Yeah. Like, we all like football, basketball. Yeah, we all yeah. think Carolina's superior. Yeah, man. I, I will say like, I had a good, I had like a pretty... I'm glad about this. Like, I went to Elon Elementary when my parents were together, and then I went to Turn Time Middle School, and then, which was actually, like, because Burlington was weirdly on 40 and 85. Yeah. Uh, and, and, like, um, we had a lot of people that would go, that would graduate or, like, work in Raleigh-Durham area, and so, like, there was a lot of, like, doctors and, and stuff, and so, like, we just had a lot of, like, um, like a high Indian Pakistani population in Burlington um, with, like, Colombian, like, my friends would, like, it was a wildly, it was crazy, it was, like, like, it was wild in North Carolina to grow up with like those people was like my friends, but I also had like friends that I grew up with in North Carolina that were just country as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like and like so it was a weird dichotomy of like, but my my mom and like my parents definitely favored all the kids that <laughs> that parents were for. <laughs> like they were like those are definitely the better kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's their bottom like do what they're doing. Yeah. They're bur- they're burning down way yeah, less yeah. shit. They're, yeah, they're yeah. doing way they're less field parties. Drunk and burning things constantly. <laughs> yeah. We uh, God, I wish I could remember how like it all unfolded. But like we were, so we threw an amalgamation of, like school stuff. Like it was just it, 
like it was clicky, but like when party time came around, like everybody kind of hung out with each other. Yeah. Like the football team was a cool bridge between that because those dudes, like even though you had dudes that you wouldn't normally like put in a room five years before, they were jobbing with each other. But like there were there were many times where you know it'd be like. Like, I remember one party we're, we're at, and some guy's like, well, you know, we need to go get beer. And they looked at me and this other buddy of mine who was a, who was a black dude, um, you know, and we were there selling weed. And they were like, well, y'all can go get beer. And, like, I just thought it was funny because out of the situation, my buddy was like, yeah, sure. And I stood up and I was like, you are not going to lump us in this fucking role because, and I wanted to make a stand, like, because we are who we are. You know, (laughs) you're not going to do this to us. And literally my buddy, uh, and the only reason I don't say his name is because he, he might listen, but you know, I'll I'll tell you after we're done. And, uh, he, uh, he, I remember he put his hand on my shoulder and he was like, dog, they're not asking us because of where we're from or what we look like. They're asking us because we showed up with weed and I'm like, (laughs) Oh, yeah, oh, so it's just because we're degenerates. Okay. Then that's fine. Yeah. Ask us all the way. Yeah. yeah. I get that all day long. I thought this was a bunch of country yeah. boys that said, sin, you know, sin, yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Am I at the right place? <laughs> it's like it's like a bad, like, uh, horror movie. You're like, <laughs> shut up, they're out of place. You're just like, oh, oh, no. They're playing Kenny G. We gotta go. <laughs> He's held that note for over a minute. <laughs> 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 So me and Jermaine are coming down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. And and the dude, it's it's just the turds, and we like it's been a minute, like you know, since uh, you know, and like I said, through happenstances, you know, I just don't drive right now, right? And uh, you know, it's been a minute since I rode with somebody, like stuff. So getting uh, having to get carted around is fine, but like it was like we were going like just down, and he was like just he was, and I get it, he was trying to get home, but he was like just cruising, bro. And, like, we're getting to these turns, and at one point, he finally hands me his cell phone and puts, like, both hands on the wheel. And I'm like, yeah, do that. Dude, we almost hit a deer, like, four times. And, like, he's just, like, diving through this shit. Dude, the weight that would have been on that deer. Just saying. Just saying. We were so... Y'all would have plowed through that deer. (laughs) So... Dude, he's taking turns like these hairpin 50 mile an hour turns and he's in the other side of the road and I'm like, Jermaine, if anything with more than four wheels comes up this other side of the road, we're going to die. And he's like, nah, they'll see us. I'm like, can you see around the curve? He's like, no. I'm like, they can't either. Actually not in his vehicle because it wouldn't take it. If y'all were in a Cadillac with that weight down, oh, dude, if we were in anything say, made pre nineteen eighty, yeah, it would have like Hit remember him. remember Randy Johnson with that bird with the pinch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit I've, I've watched that pitch it's more times. So funny. Like I remember when that happened, and I was just whoa. <laughs> it was Dude, a, nothing just feathers <laughs> just feathers can you imagine dude i'd like also do you remember what they did after was it just called interference they were just like yeah what do you do okay because i don't remember it. i just remember it happening and just being like Whoa. yeah they were like throw it again nothing <laughs> <laughs> like, then he banged a dude in the head <laughs> at like 99 miles an hour 
Or like 103. That motherfucker threw it fast. Yeah, yeah. That dude... (laughs) I've shamelessly watched that clip numerous amounts of times. hilarious. Just because it never happens. It's stuff like that. And I'm not saying you should be cruel to animals. Like, you shouldn't... No, do not hit a pigeon with... A baseball. But if you so happen, if you so happen to be throwing ninety nine mile an hour heat, and a pigeon flies in your way, then that's just comedy gold. That's some like Hercules shit. That's some like Greek mythology. Like they're like he once threw the rock, (laughs) threw the bird. My problem is disintegrated a pigeon. I don't know why I'm making him Russian. I'm like it's Greek. But it's now Russian. Russian yeah. Albanian. Well, yeah, Albanian. <laughs> yeah, Igor's got problems with or, the uh, Czech. Estonian. <laughs> How obscure. We, I just, uh, to me, the one thing about that that boggles my mind, though, is like there, were, there was no liquid. There was no big piece of mass. It was just... Like, what happened to it? Like, was it all on the end of the ball? Like, did, did somebody just pick up the ball and go, well, that's gross. Like, what? Like, did it all stick to the ball? Because it was all feathers. There was nothing that fell out of the sky. Dude, that, that bird swooped down. I wonder if it was like, I hope it was going after something it really wanted. Like... There's a yeah, penny. I hope it wasn't like going after his least favorite worm. Yeah, like he'd been like, eyeing this worm for two I days. I hope he was like going. I hope he was like a plump worm. Then he was like, "It's worth it. I see how <laughs> crazy this is in here, but I'm going for it." And he was like, "This is the. This is gonna be the best taste ever." And then, like as he was going, he was just like, "Poof!" Because like the- he disintegrated. <laughs> he disintegrated, or it. Like I didn't, I didn't want to misgender the bird. The pi- yeah, the the pigeon. I didn't want to, the pigeon. Could have been a non-binary pigeon. It could have been a they then pigeon. Been. Could have been a they then pigeon. I don't know what it identified as, and I'm sorry. But that motherfucker definitely has feathers now. We can say that for sure. He doesn't have feathers now. No, I mean. But, it was scattered everywhere. Like there was, there was no like there was no like funeral for that for that pigeon. Like, that was that was sure like that that was like if you were like right real close to a nuclear bomb coming out and you just like <laughs> departicalized. <laughs> Oh, into nothing. That's what happens with the 95, 105 mile an hour fastball. How scary, though, would it be to be in that batter's box? Like, do you know how terrifying that would be? Especially because he would just, like, he was notorious for accidentally just, like, drilling people. Drilling people. That fast, and you'd be like, ah. like that would be like four weeks of just walking, like with a lean. Just, I can't imagine sitting there with a bat, and you hear something go by your face, and all you can think is, <gasps> "Well, that 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 was either the ball or somebody just took a shot just at me." To react at a 
fucking pitch that fast? Like, that's so fast. You're just watching the guy's shoulder. It's like, oh, his shoulder moved. I'm a swing. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even understand it. I remember I had a buddy that uh, played um, college baseball. And, like, he'd be like, you want to go out and play catch? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. That sounds fun. And then he'd be like, wham! And I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. And like, what the fuck was that? And I'd be like, he'd be like, you caught it. What are you talking about? I was like, you're just trying to kill me? You fucking try to kill me? It's way too fast. Slow it down. I did like I'd be like video like I'd miss most of them because it'd just be my body getting out of the way and also trying to catch the ball. I was like, this is terrifying. Like, you can't do this to a child. Like, think about the last time I played baseball on a regular basis, <laughs> which was fourteen. <laughs> That's why I liked hockey. We wore we wore a lot more gear than baseball players wore. I wrestled. I wrestled a little bit too. I, re- I had fun wrestling. Oh, well, we had that this. Was pretty good. We had this dude that was uh, he was a couple years older than me, so he might have been a freshman when you were there. But his name was Zebulon Moore, and Zeb was a fucking Zeb looked like Ronnie Coleman in high school. Like, Zeb was just, he he, just, he didn't work on his legs a lot, but his upper body was, like, yoked. And he didn't do roids. Like, I remember somebody said something to him one time. He was like, oh, ain't nothing happening to my balls, son. But, like, Zeb was, like, benching, like, five-plus in high school. Like, Zeb was a monster. I watched him rip it, so we're at Eastern for a wrestling thing. And there was this ref named Sarge. I know Sarge. Sarge? No, I got a whole fucking thing. Like, crew cut Sarge? Short. Still with y'all? Holy shit, that's crazy. Okay, so that motherfucker started, like, I got in a match with a dude, uh, I think it was Orange County, and, like, fucking, uh, he fucking checked my oil, because I, like, he couldn't get under, like, to, to get anything under here. Yeah. And, like, wouldn't let him, and he fucking went up and checked my oil, and I told the rap, I was like, you fucker, just put his fingers in my head. And like, and like, and, and like, he looks down or whatever and then like, I, I was moving and he was like trying to get under and he couldn't get under and he did it again. And I was like, he fucking did it again. And like, the guy like, I like moved to like say it and then like, he, he was kind of like, I didn't see and then I just like went down and then came back up and just slammed him with my elbow. And I mean, just like, I mean, elbow into his face. And like, he also didn't call that. So <laughs> he just kind of allowed it and like, it worked out. But like, I mean, I fucking, like, that was the most illegal thing. I mean, I fucking just elbowed the fucking shit out of his jaw. He uh, he took points away from me the first year I wrestled. Sarge. That was weird um, though. He he allowed me. Now that I'm thinking about how gay wrestling was. <laughs> but he uh he took <laughs> <laughs> he took points away from me. Uh, I so I've been having a rough year. I just found out uh, like my granddad had just gotten sick, and uh, 
or somebody had just gotten sick. I don't think it might not have been my granddad, but like it, it had just been a rough year for us, and like you know it was crazy, and uh, we fucking like I hadn't I hadn't got a match all year, and my granddad was there to like see it, and I was wrestling this dude from Allen Tate Middle School, and in, heavyweight, yeah, and in middle school like heavyweight is a broad category. <laughs> It's not like in high school. Like in middle school, it was if you weighed more than 195, you were a heavyweight. And that was 195 up to whatever it went to. So this big Bubba Gump shrimp-looking motherfucker from Allen Tate Middle School, I can't remember his name, but he had to be like 6'9". And like he was way bigger than me. Like just wide. Like realistically, if he'd have just tripped and fell on me, would have won. But we start from standing... And I shoot in on him, and I trio-woe him and get him down. And uh, we, we're on the mat for a little bit, and he gets a couple points for a reversal, and I get a I get the takedown points, and I get a reversal point because I spin and take top. Mm-hmm. And then he starts us in you know down position, and he puts him on bottom first. So when he yeah. starts us in down, I immediately plug the arm, get him down, and when he hits, like I hear, like because I guess he had his arm under his gut, yeah. and I can hear the sound of the air leaving his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and the moment he does that, dude, I went in for and. I hate to admit it, but like I went in for a cross face, and I love doing cross faces. Cross face is shit, right across the nose. But the this dude, I just didn't like him, cause like this was like the second time we'd met up, yeah. and he just like the first time he literally like put his arm fat over my face, and like tried to suffocate me. So I'm like, fuck you, buddy. So like I shoot in a cross face, and I like hook my fingers when I do it. I know I rake his nose, I feel it, sure, like in his yeah. face lands. And I grab and I pull and he flops right over. And because it's Sarge, like Sarge would, the moment both of your shoulders hit, yeah. like if he saw both shoulders you hit at the same time and he thought the person on top of the control, bing. It didn't, there was no second guess and he didn't do a lot of playing around. Yeah, and I sad. remember I stood up and I was like, yeah, and you don't do that. And uh, he took points from me um, for that. He took team points. Team points? Team points. Shit. Took four. That's more. No, you got a pen, so that was seven. So he took four points. So you got three points out of it. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> but Ze- uh, Zeb, I digress to Zeb. We're at, a, we're at Eastern High School, and it's before it burnt down, uh, and before they rebuilt it. Oh, I remember when it burnt down, because that was right. We went to wrestling matches right before it burnt down. Um, I remember wrestling in the old Eastern um, gym. Our uh, coach, we fucking won, and he gave us a punishment fucking practice the day after. I remember that, cause like we didn't beat him by enough, and like it was bullshit. We should have actually, and like we were all we were all playing around, but it was fucking fun. <laughs> it was fucking cool. If you would have came to those matches, you'd be like, hell yeah, yeah. And like we like we should have like won by a lot more, I guess, with pens. But like we were just trying to like do crazy shit that you can't get off normally. Well, yeah, but we would like text like five people instead of pen them. Yeah, which is if you get, I think at the time, what was it, fourteen points? It was fourteen of those, and it was a technical. I think so. Those this is boring. No one gives a fuck about collegiate wrestling. Here's a well. Here's I, a, I brought up Zeb for for to. You, this is also you starve yourself and like through like when you're supposed to grow. Like I swear, I would have been like two or three inches taller if I didn't starve myself 
three fuck I was just to make weight. To make weight all the time. It was like I wrestled one twelve my first two years in high school and then one thirty, one thirty five. Like my senior year, I was like, This is ridiculous. It blew out my knee. Like I was just like it was it was it was dumb. But oh Yeah. Ed, I'm glad I stopped when I did. I had fun, but I'm glad I did. But I bring up Zeb just uh, the raw. So we're at a wrestling thing at Eastern, and Sarge makes a bat like Zeb rolls, but like he could have rolled through, and his shoulders hit, and Sarge made the pin call. And Zeb like stood up and went, "What the fuck?" And Sarge went, "Ten points." And Zeb was like, "Oh," and just fucking. So he walks into the locker room, and I'm walking behind him. Now those doors don't slam because they have hydraulic cylinders. When he pushed on that door, the bolt came out of the top of the hydraulic cylinder. All the fluid shot out of it, and that door just went wham like a screen door in the wind. And I was like, "What?" And he went over to the sink, and he was like, "That cracker motherfucker! He's gonna keep me from getting into college!" And he whips the sink out of the wall, like rips the whole sink just off the molding, pulls the pipe out of the wall. And then I walk out to our coach, and he was the last match. And I tap our coach on the shoulder, and I was like, "We gotta go." And he's like, "Well," I was like, "We gotta go now, like right now." So. He walks into the locker room, tells Zeb to grab all the stuff, gets the managers to start packing up the stuff, and as the dudes are getting off the mat from shaking hands, he's like, don't change, get on the bus, don't change, get on the bus, don't change, get on the bus. And like halfway like back, he gets a phone call, and he was like, no, we got straight on the bus after the match. I have no clue what happened. What do you mean somebody vandalized the locker room? That's insane. And I'm just sitting here like, nah. <laughs> yeah. it's not so insane. <laughs> But yeah, Zeb was a beast. I once watched him, uh, they got a tractor stuck on the football field, and they were going to get, like, another tractor to pull it out, and Zeb Lee walked up, I got you, coach, and, like, he just, like, dead-pressed the back of the tractor up and just walked it forward, like, six paces out of the mud, sat it down, and was just like, all right, I'm going to class, and we're just all like... I will say, I did remember, actually, a funny thing for wrestling. Okay, so I was doing, um, like, the... It was the AAU wrestling. It was like freestyle wrestling or whatever. And like, <laughs> I wrestled up two weight classes when I got there because there was nobody. There was like one person that like wasn't good like in my weight class, and so I just wrestled up two. And then I wound up hanging out with them like before. And they were like cool as fuck. But like, the one dude was like, "No, I'm good, and I'm gonna power bomb you in our match." And I was like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. I was like, there's no way you're going to tell me you're going to powerbomb me and powerbomb me in the match. I was like, shut the fuck up. Because, like, I mean, I had, like, my own, like, ego. Like, I was, I was pretty good. Yeah. And then, like, I was just like, no, not happening. But I was wrestling not only, like, two way classes up, but yeah, he was really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, we're getting the match. And, like, I'm playing around with him. We're standing up. Like, he tries some shit, like, and it doesn't work. And then my fucking dumbass, like, shoots in on him for, like, a single leg. And I, like, hit his fucking leg. And he doesn't move. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> and, like, try to, like, lean in and, like, pull the leg up. And, like, he, like, pulled up. And then he, like, shot it back down. And I was like, Fuck. And like I just remember like he reaches under like you can't hear already, but like cross armed and like grabs me and then just slings me up and power bombs. 
Like, I mean, in like in uh, freestyle wrestling, you have a touch fall. So both your fucking like shoulders like hit at the same time when you come down. Like it's, it's a tech fall. But like I barely got one up. And like, then crippled the rest of my body, and all the air went out of me. And then I scrambled around while I laughed a little bit, and then pinned me. Oh no! So that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> that I mean, but that's oh. I had one, I had one dude fireman me one time real hard. Yeah. And like it was, he got called on it. Like he, the way he did it, he wasn't supposed to do it. Like I went. Oh, he threw it. Yeah. Yeah, he threw you. Yeah. You can do that in freestyle wrestling. Though. See, I'm glad I didn't do that. I'd been bad. Toss people like I'd have been hip tossing people. Yeah. Oh, I hip tossed everybody, dude. That was my move. Like hip, a hip toss was my thing. Like I get engaged and then like throw the head out and then like jack you over, jack you back. Like push you and then grab you back, throw you. Just torque, raw yeah. torque. Like I, I was good. At, I was good at hip toss. Um, and like I like shooting, I was decent at. Like I wasn't the best. I used to like getting people to shoot on me, and I'd fucking uh, get a good sprawl. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You throw it right in. Oh my god, I was good. I threw legs in all the time too. That's probably why I dislocated my knee. But I, I almost, I ended up in a in a leg lock with a dude trying to get him to roll, and like, the ref didn't really call me, but he looked at me. He was like, "Hey, that's kind of an illegal hold." Yeah. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And I get back and like. MMA is not really a thing yet, but it's it's yeah. starting to be a thing. Like I think Iceman had just started popping up, and like Tita was starting to take off, and like I think his name was Coach Apple. He he wasn't like a coach at the school, but he was like he helped with wrestling. Yeah. And like he looked at me, he was like, "You can't put people in triangles, man." I was like, "What?" And he was like, "You're gonna put his knee in a triangle. What if you just snapped his leg off?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then like he lets me borrow like UFC three, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, that could be bad." Yeah, yeah, man. Um... UFC, like, it started, I guess, when I was in high school. This when it, I guess, first started. It was sort of a thing. Well, like, one and two was, like, Hoist. Yeah. Like, Hoist was in a gi and, like, was fighting these dudes that were seven times his side. Like, it's, I, I thought it was funny. And then I thought it got, I got really into Iceman. Like, I thought Liddell was just the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And then he I got mean, knocked out. I remember when it started because, like, I kickboxed <laughs> and then I wrestled and, like, um, like all those things I, like, got. But then you get your nose broken a few times and you're like, you know what sucks and would suck to do for a living? Get your nose broken. Getting punched in the face. <laughs> I, did, I didn't enjoy fighting, and yet I worked as bouncers in security for years in different places. And like, I worked in places where we had to fight every night. Like, and it was just, yeah. like, I've been thrown through windows before. A, fucking. That's never happened. I've been thrown through a window. Ouch. I've been hit with a metal stool. Like, nope. a tall never metal stool. Happened. Like, nope. never happened to me. I remember, I remember it happened because I remember it hit my head and my head went forward. And all I, all I can remember hearing was like, because I remember the club was so loud. How does this happen? And then it got, it, bar fight. But how were you involved in the bar fight? Security. Like, oh, you were security. Security. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. yeah. This still makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Yes, it So like it was, uh, we it was a it was a bar I worked at, and uh, there were some new guys that showed up, and like they were there for most of the night, and they had a couple chicks with them, and uh, then some regulars showed up, and like they intermingled a little bit, but not really, and then the new guys left for a little bit, and one of them stayed behind with the chicks, and then the other two guys came back, and I don't know if they left and like did coke or whatever, but they seemed more wired when they got back. Mm-hmm. And then something happened between them and a regular, and somebody's ass got grabbed. And then the next thing I know, it was utter chaos. Like, just just chaos. I I, I had to grab this one dude, because, like, he, this one dude went for a box cutter and was about to fillet this dude's head open. And, like, I've I've got him yoked up, and he's like, let me fucking eat. And I'm sitting there, I was like, you're not that hungry, bro. You're just, so I get him taken care of, and then I get out in the middle, because there's this chick there who, like, this one dude, just because, I guess there were two dudes that were swinging on him. So he just picked up this stool and he's just like trying to get people off of him. And in the cross end of either picking up the stool or the first swing, he hit this one girl and she's like out. And I'm like, all right, if I get her out of this situation, then I can handle the rest of these jerk offs. Like no big deal. And then I've got another security guy at the front who's already got one dude Detroit style, like straight out the door and he's going for another one. Right. And as I'm walking to go get her, I just remember I felt this thing on the back of my head and the bar goes from being the loudest I'd ever heard it being to just, And I was like, yeah, just like, and, just, and I remember I rocked back and forth for a second and then I caught the chair and then we got that dude out of there. <laughs> like those dudes stayed, they put, they, they tried to put another stool through the window on the outside. Like it was bad. We had to board up the windows and shit that night. It was bad. Like we were kid. I was threatening to like, you know, go to the car and get my fucking gun and start shooting people. Like, and it was just bad. It was a bad thing. And I wasn't going to shoot anybody. But my plan was like, if I can make it in my car and pop off like three of these 45 rounds in the air, like they're going into the roof, nobody's going to die. Maybe it'll get these motherfuckers out of here. Fortunately, it never had to happen. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we have, we, we've had some wild time. We used to have car meets up there, man. I remember this one night, this big ass fight broke out and then three dudes had the same idea at the same time at three different stages of the parking lot. And they were like, oh, we can get everybody out of here real quick. And all you hear is, and like everybody just takes off. They're, they're like standing over there like picking up shells and I'm like, the fuck are you doing? They're like, oh, the cops are going to come and I'm like, you're worried about that? You've got a fucking Uzi on you, dog. Like, get the fuck out of here. Don't clean up your shells. Be gone. Uh, where, wh- how long have we gotten right now? Uh, we got we got a couple minutes. We got, I mean, as far as time we've put in, we've put in some time. Put in some time. We've put in some time. Where are we at? Because uh, I can tell another story. We can we got time crazy. for another story before we wrap this up. I'm I'm down for another crazy story. Okay, I'll tell you one of the craziest. Take stories. a little nip on that. Uh, actually, I can tell you. I'll do this one because I'm I'm still trying to figure it out on stage if I can if I want to even do it or approach it. But like, okay, so uh, I talked about my dad like. It's Mormon. Like, we went out to visit. It was when I was, like, out in Santa Fe. And then I went and visited him, and my brother and my sister came out as well. Um, I, got, I just turned 21. Um, and we were, we were, our plans were to go to Yellowstone. And so we get there to Utah. And, like, he's like, all right, we, we're going to go. And he's got this old-ass Grand Dam. Like, at the time, I guess it was, like, 2005 or 
2006. It was 2006. Um, so <laughs> he's got this old ass granddam. And like my stepmom was just like, we're going to put, uh, she, she went to Hawaii and then left our uh, mentally handicapped stepsister uh, with us to go to Yellowstone. Because um, we were going to camp. Like that was that was the thing, but uh, we we take her, and uh, we go up to Yellowstone. Long ass trip. Car almost dies a couple of times. Crazy shit. He doesn't. He didn't make a reservation with anywhere there, but it's like off season, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. But we still can't get like a hotel room. And I find this spot driving around called the Ho Hum Motel. <laughs> And it's got fucking blinking neon lights. <laughs> like going stickering, like going off and on, just like sputtering, like, yeah. 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 Like, like it's been bugs. on since 75. Yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. zapping bugs. Uh, like, and like I go in and to, to get of the room, and she was like, you, You're not in a band, right? And I was like, What? And I was like, no. And she's like, you're not in a band. Jump. And I was like, no. And she's like, you're not going to play music. And I was like, N- what? And she's like, so how many hours do you want it for? And I was like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> gross. For you Gentiles. Uh, gross. <laughs> for you Gentiles that are listening, Pay by the Hours Hotel are not known for their five-star accommodations. Anyway... Like I was like for the for the night. She's like you're not in a band. I was like not in a fucking band. And like I get this hotel room and like <laughs> it's like me, my <laughs> my brother, my sister, my dad, and <laughs> my stepsister. This is mentally handicapped. And really, I mean, she's got to be thrown for a loop, but like. Definitely having the best time out of all of us. <laughs> For sure. That's funny. <coughs> and, <coughs> and we're there. We walk in. There's mildew. And like mold. And just like, I mean, it looks like blood stains like on shit. I mean, it's, it's like Bates Motel like shit. It's fucking crazy and like I was like I can't do I bring my sleeping bag in and like I'm sitting there and I'm like I can't deal with this so I go to this casino bar like that I saw like down the road I just show up I'm 21 and I'm just pounding fucking liquor cause like I can't deal with my dad like it's weird seeing everybody and like I'm pounding liquor and I'm like can somebody get me high this guy was like, yeah, I was like talking to him about music. I was like, I think it was all my brothers or some shit. And he was like, so like, I can get you high. Like, we just got to go back to my, my apartment. And I was like, whatever. And I was wasted. And I was like, never go to a secondary place <laughs> drunk in 21 in any gender. <laughs> okay. So, like... <laughs> So we get back, we get back to his place, and like we're he, it's just like a studio apartment. It's got like a bathroom, but it's just one room. 
where like center on equal doesn't have the he has resin. I was like, this is bullshit. And like we're smoking resin and he makes me watch this fucking uh Stevie Ray Vaughan fucking video for way too long. And I'm just like I'm leaving. And like get up to leave and like I open the door and he shuts it and then tries to lock it. And I just turn around and slug the f I mean, I was in shape at this point, but like I slugged the fuck out of him and then just left and like didn't know really where I was and like was just trying to find the main road to like get back and like was scared he was coming after me and like it got back and it was like three o'clock in the morning and like brother came out my sister and like my sister was trying to talk to me and then my brother was like what the fuck are you doing he's like we've been all scared about you and like didn't know where you were and like what's what's going on and i was like fuck that dude he's <laughs> <laughs> talking about my dad i was like fuck him it's like bring his ass down like if he's scared bring him down and like he got down i'm using the most white trash thing i've ever done in my life uh, it was just me and my dad, and I was like trying to fight him. Like I wanted to fight him so bad. I'd just been about raped and murdered, probably. Uh, it's it's but a but like I wanted to fight my dad, like for a lot of reasons. But I was like, and like I was just laying into him, and he just kept apologizing, and he was like, "Stop chewing." And then we like. My own home was like, we gotta deal with it, whatever, we went to sleep. And then we went through Yellowstone the next day silently, except for my stepsister. <laughs> was like, ha! Ah. <laughs> she had a great time. She had a great time. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> that, that, so, I, I tell people when they come and they tell a story I like. There's, there's, there's only one other story that I think comes close to this. And if you haven't heard it, uh, go back and listen to Jeremy's episode El Burro Blanco and listen to the last ten minutes. And it's, but this is, this is, this is easily going to become my favorite. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, you were so close to being a victim. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I almost got raped and murdered. Yeah. This is a true story. At least raped. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if he would have hit me with something, like, I'm just glad I was in shape at that point. Like, I was, it was like, all oh, my shit. I fucking slung the fuck out of him. <laughs> oh. And then was just looking back, like, that hit, hit him hard enough, I think. He was probably, even if he was a, like, because usually serial killers or, like, rapist murders. Or pussy pieces. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. Well, Lucas, thanks so much for coming through, man. Um, I appreciate you coming through, man. I, I love getting to talk to guys, uh, especially comedians in the scene. And it's this has literally become probably my favorite thing to do adjacent with comedy is get to have these conversations with people, mm. you know, because I love it. Um, so I'm gonna do my little spiel, and I'm gonna ask you a couple questions at the end, and we'll we'll, we'll get it. Uh, we'll we'll we'll. we'll We'll circle out of, out of this motherfucker. So, uh, thanks you guys for checking out another episode of the Sidewalk Crew. Um, as you know, uh, if you think the stories that you've heard here are funny, you can catch comedians such as myself, Lucas Gumbrecht, and many funny others at the Idiot Box Comedy Club, where we're all regulars in Greensboro, North Carolina. It's 503 North Green Street. They have shows all the time, every weekend. Um, you know, uh, amazing stuff coming up. Maria Bamford's going to be there in May. Ultimate Comic Contest coming up in May. Um, 
it's it's going to be fantastic. Um, you know, we're kicking off the season right. Festival submissions ended today. Um, so we're gearing up for a great thing. Um, they have comedy classes. They have improv classes. I think there's sketch classes coming back around, too. Check them out on their Facebook or idiotboxers.com and uh, find out all your information there. Um, if you've never seen live comedy, I think we have the littest open mic around. Thursday nights are for the Idiot Box. Uh, it's five bucks to get in. You can come watch a bunch of great comics. Do fantastic bits. Try some new bits. Uh, you'll get to see some people that are trying it for the first time. Um, and it's a great hang. If you've ever thought about trying stand-up comedy and uh, you're looking for a place to get up, you know, pay your $5 on Eventbrite, secure your spot, put your name on the list. Uh, if you let us know it's your first time, I promise we'll hoop and holler for you when you get up. And then if it's funny, we'll laugh, man, because that's the kind of people we are. We just love it so much, and that's our thing. Um, so that's my shameless plug. That's how I make it through the day. That's what makes me feel better about myself. Um, now, uh, when I started doing the show, I did it real different with a bunch of different guys, and it was done differently, and it's had iterations. But I really come to find out that I just like talking to people. And uh, I think the whole reason is because I was really into Inside the Actor's Studio. I thought James Lipton was like the best interviewer ever. Oh, so he yeah. was super thorough, super nice, and uh, always really stand up and really chill. Um, my favorite thing that he did was he asked this questionnaire called the Pivo questionnaire um, to the end, uh, at the end to all of his actors before they opened up the floor for the students to talk. And uh, I've been asking the questionnaire on the end of all my episodes uh, because I'm pretty sure it's, you know, uh, free docket. And until Bravo or A&E send a cease and desist, I'm going to keep doing so because I fucking like it. So, uh, Lucas Gumbricht, what is your favorite word? Favorite word? <coughs> The iterations of fuck, for sure. What's your least favorite word? Squish. What turns you on creatively, mentally, or spiritually? Like, what are you talking about? Like, a one word? Well, like, yeah, like something or so, an action that gives you the most stimulus directly. An action that gives me Just joked about everything. Well, and now well, you want me to be sincere? <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, like for me, usually, like when I ask myself the question, usually no, for mean, me, okay, it's, no, for, no, I mean like a genuine connection. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like okay. conversation. Um, what ter- what turns you off? What shuts you down? Um, turns me off. I mean, once again, this is getting serious, but uh, like a general. The fakeness of a person, like where you're like, are is are you putting on an act right now? Like it's one thing if it's done. Like there's good people that put on acts on stage, and I don't have any problem with that. Uh, putting an act on when like I'm t- talking to somebody, I'm like this is not an actual person. This is they're playing a character. character. Like that turns me off. Yeah. What uh? What is your favorite curse word? Uh, I mean, fuck. Mine's usually cunt. No, fuck, absolutely. I mean, I by far that's what I use the most. Like it's ubiquitous. That's a that's a word. Uh, <laughs> uh, my language. <laughs> <laughs> 
what is uh what what is your favorite sound to hear? Like that light, light little like, breeze. More of like through like uh, trees where it's going like a little too fast. Like kind of like the alleyway wind. Uh, yeah, it's like. Hell yeah! What's your least favorite sound? Uh, oh, scratching of a chalkboard sucks ass. I can't stand. <laughs> Yo, balloons. When somebody will, like pull their hand metal over the skin metal. of a balloon. That's abrasive. Um, if uh, if skill wasn't involved, if you could plug into it, like uh, you know, you didn't have to have a certain degree or athletic ability or tribute. What was the if you could do anything on the planet? What would be the one thing you'd like to try? Like regardless of anything, what would I like to try? Yeah, like if you could just plug into it like you were a flash drive and you could plug into anything. Just amazing at it. Yeah, yeah, like and there were no there was no prerequisite for it like you could just instantly do it. Be one of those fuckers that just like climb like everything. Hell yeah. Dude, like that would be the fucking coolest like you'd like and then like somehow magically escape avalanches <laughs> <laughs> um what would you absolutely never ever ever want to do um, never want to do each shit he's gross so he's like people are like trying to make that a thing that will never be a thing no that's disgusting that's bad um, we can poke in the assholes as much. We can dive and tongue punch the the fart box. But no, it's like we're not normalizing shit. No, this God no. Doesn't need to happen. I agree with you a hundred percent there. And finally, um, and this is my favorite question because it gets the coolest answers to me. Um, if God exists, what would you want to hear him say to you when you walk through the pearly gates? <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> it's fine oh shit um, well thanks again Lucas for coming through and doing this man uh, you got any dates you want to plug before we uh... um, no but uh, check out the idiot box um, be up there uh, and I'll uh, check in uh, Lucas Gumbrecht is my name on Facebook and on Instagram uh, it's Lucas V. Pisha Gumbrecht, all in, all in one word. Um, if you put Lucas D and then just start spelling Pisha, which is the uh, shortened version of alopecia, it'll probably show up. <laughs> and you can see, and I'll put up my stories, and you can find me on there. And do that and follow me there. And uh, thanks, Tony. Hell yeah. Well, uh, we'll, put, uh, we'll put all of Lucas's links in the bottom so you guys can follow him. Uh, thanks, you guys, so much. I love you for coming through, man. Appreciate you so much. Um, thanks, you guys, for listening to another episode. Uh, we'll see you next time. Love y'all. Bye. Hey. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Sidewalk Crew. Uh, it's so great to have you. Um, once again, my name is Tony Rodriguez. I'm a local comedian from Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, I'm a young aspiring comic. Uh, I am taking bookings currently, so if you are a booker and you found a way to this show through recommendation, uh, please get at me through my email, thatcomictony at iCloud.com. Uh, to reach out to me, um, and uh, that'd be fantastic. Also, if you'd like to do, uh, come on the show or you think you have an interesting story, you can check me out at uh, thatcomictony at iCloud.com. Also, um, I'm also that comic Tony on all social medias except Facebook, where I'm Tony Rodriguez, um, and it's a picture of me on stage at the Idiot Box Comedy Club, if you're trying to find a reference to that. Now, while I've got you here, before you get out of here, I'd like to say some cool stuff about some friends of mine. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast... Uh, please uh, like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, also, please uh, check out the following. Uh, my buddy David Goolsby, a.k.a. Gooop, has a podcast called The Ooop that he releases on Mondays here on Spotify. Um, also, uh, the Creative Businessman Studios on YouTube, they have several amazing shows, um, including The Creative Businessman, uh, Dumbest Time in the Room with Tom Simmons, and Never Been Happier with Eric Trundy. Um, they also have this show called The Mike and the Machine with Craig Boudreau, uh, and, uh, you know, they're great, great people. Um, uh, I get to work with all these guys a lot, and uh, we have fun with them. Oh, there's also uh, The Moments with Jermaine Colando. Um now, uh, Gulop and the Uop are available on Spotify. I believe uh, the Creative Business Studios has some episodes on Spotify, and I think Jermaine might have a couple on Spotify. But you can find the Moments with Jermaine Colando and all your creative business and all uh, the Creative Businessman Studios um, podcasts and shows on YouTube. Uh, the Moments with Jermaine Colando is how you get at him, and uh, search uh, the Creative Businessman Studios to find shows like Never Been Happier, The Creative Businessman, and Dumbest Time in the Room. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Check out my friend's podcasts. And if you're in Greensboro and you'd love to come see some fantastic comedy, please, like I say at the end of every show, check us out at the Idiot Box Comedy Club. You can find their information on Facebook, um, the Idiot Box Comedy Club in Greensboro, or on their website, idiotboxers.com. Thank you so much.